What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 124 of the Taste of Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. A couple quick reminders to download and play Street Fighter V and PUBG, both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of those games. And our game of the month picked by Chevy is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which is a uh, like top-down, one-to-four-player cooperative, carry the crystal, don't fucking get it take it from you kill things when they get near you game make sure to play that come back at the end of the month uh for game of the month as well we're gonna talk about that and uh yeah type in hashtag stlg on your comment if you'd like your comment to be considered for our uh replying to your comment segment on every tasty cast which we will be doing in this episode um type in hashtag stlg on your comment and i will consider it to be uh read on the show otherwise i pick a random um, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer, prefer to listen to us. And uh, yeah, we got a Patreon link down as our link down below as well. Uh, you can uh, support the channel even further than liking, commenting, and sharing the video and watching it all the way through, which is all uh, appreciated. Your support is very appreciated. Thank you. Um, and yeah, am I missing anything? I don't think I'm missing anything. We start every Tasty Cast of what we've been playing. You guys ever Tasty Cast before? No. No. This is Never. my first. This is my first of. This is my first 124th episode and my last. Mm-hmm. Same of the Tasty Cast. Yep. No, um, I'm not even here. <laughs> I'm not present for this one. Um, <laughs> I'm on vacation, so uh, I'll start first. Uh, just because I have two games. No, I have three. I have three games. I have three games. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna fucking type it in. Um, so I've played three games in the last week, and one is Guild Wars 2. I've been playing that uh, pretty much nightly. I'll come home from work. I'll play it. Um, the game is set up uh, with a lot of like um, exploration progress, uh, which I really kind of dig. So it's easy to kind of hop in, uh, knock out these things they call masteries, which allow you to work towards um, uh, features in the game. Um, I recently have got enough masteries in the game to unlock not only my second, but my third mount. So I have a, uh, the, the Velociraptor, um, which jumps, uh, horizontally really far. I've got that to level four, I think now. So it jumps really fucking far and I love it. Um, I have the Springer, which is a rabbit styled, um, well, there's many skins, so you can change it, but the default one is a, like a rabbit-looking thing, kangaroo rabbit thing. Uh, it jumps vertically really high. Um, it's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, there, the, the game has this interesting like Metroidvania thing to it where you go into a zone, you start grabbing all the masteries, and then you'll see a mastery, and you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to get that? And it's, you're supposed to go get the next mountain and come back to it. Um, although there are some you can exploit. I watched a video of uh, one where this person's like, if you don't have Springer level three there's no way you can get up here without the jackal and i was like hmm i showed up i looked at it and i was like what if i went that way and i just like jumped up there and got it and i was like okay so uh <laughs> and i like that i was even able to do that so uh, that's that's one of the aspects of this game i really enjoy when it comes to progressing through exploration um and then i unlocked the oh shit skimmer which is kind of like it looks like some kind of like manta ray style uh underwater aquatic um, almost said vehicle, uh, animal, uh, it flies a little bit off the ground. So there's zones with like, uh, quicksand and shit and lava and stuff like that. And it's handy for that. Um, if you hold, uh, fuck one of the buttons, I think the space bar, it'll actually float upward, but it runs out of energy. So you can kind of like get off the ground a bit. There is a flying mount in the game. I'm not near unlocking that yet. My next one is the Jackal, which, uh, I pretty much have everything ready to get. Uh, get it except you need 20 gold i think i have like 
19 gold and like i'm almost there so i'll be getting the jackal soon and uh straining my fucking bank account apparently um but yeah that's what i've been doing in guild wars 2 really enjoying it um the mounts in that game are so uh you know mounts are like in most mmos they, they just work they 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 act the same way you do in controls and stuff like that and in this game like they all feel different which is kind of cool and they'll have abilities which i really like um so i've been enjoying uh knocking those out and uh getting that sense of progression uh and getting rewards that i'm really enjoying so uh i also played the last of us part two um quite a bit played it quite a bit uh i think i have like four hours left in the game um on, you know, when you look at the averages of how long people take to play the right. game, um, I'm like, I think I'm like 19 hours into it. I think like most people it takes 24 to 26 hours to beat. Um, and uh, holy shit, my opinion on the game, which I'm not going to discuss here in detail, is very nuanced. And if I decide to discuss this in some kind of spoiler review, nobody's going to be happy with me. The people who hate this game are not going to like me. And the people who love this game not gonna like me although they'll probably like me a little bit more because um the further i play into it uh i i feel like they did what they needed to do to make the story work for people um i don't know how else to really word it like i was afraid that if they couldn't nail it all the hate's justified and some of it is I, a little bit like if you dislike the game you dislike the game but um but yeah, so far though, I think it is a weaker game storyline wise than the original Last of Us. I have not beaten it. It might change once I beat it. Gameplay wise, miles ahead. It's a way in every fucking way the game is better, except for I think the storyline is not as good as the first game. But I do think it is. I'm gonna upset people. I think it's a, a pretty. If the leaks never came out, I don't think people would have been as upset because the way the story is laid out. Um, I think they 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 took really big risks with that and I think that they I think that they could have really nailed it if people didn't go into it with a preconceived idea of it. So and I'm guilty of that as well. Um but I do still have some pretty big complaints about the game uh that I'll talk about later um that uh have not been changed. So I'm 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 not in the middle of the road. I'm 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 liking the game more than I'm disliking it for sure. Uh and I do think the story is fine. And I think all the actors are fucking phenomenal. These are some of the best performances. Um, even uh, the the girl who plays Ellie. This is like the best she's done. Like she does a really good job in this. Um, the person who plays another character I, I don't want to talk about, I guess, because people might not know they exist if they didn't see leaks or stayed off the internet. Uh, they do a fantastic job too, regardless if you like that character or not. They do a fucking fantastic job. Um, so just constantly impressed with the with um, the the just the hard work that people put into this game so um can't wait to talk about it in a uh form that i can talk about it without having to worry about spoiling things for people um it's very difficult specifically with this game because this is just it's just a game that like is saying almost anything about it you're, you're just kind of ruin it for somebody else so yeah. um but yeah can't wait to beat it and talk about it um and then i played Spellbreak, which is a uh brand new battle royale um Battle Royale, brand new one. They're still coming out, guys. They ain't dead. Um, and uh, the thing that uh, kind of differentiates this from Battle Royales right now is it is magic-based. So uh, you're playing as a person who's a mage. Everyone's a mage. 
and you, when you start out a match, you decide one of six uh, builds you want to start with, fire, electricity, uh, rock, or earth, or whatever, um, and that takes up half of your attacks. And then as you're running around doing the typical battle royale stuff, you drop in, you run around, you either play with people or play solos, um, you run around and find uh, uh, amulets, boots, relics, uh, all sorts of shit, and uh, some of that will make up your other half of your moves, and there's a really cool synergy. So for instance, if you're using the toxic spells, you can shoot a toxic cloud that makes people take poison damage, but then if you have fire as your secondary uh, spell set, you can hit the uh, gas and it'll blow up. Um, and they say in the tutorial, there's all sorts of fucking uh, things that work together. They want you to figure it out. Um, so I think that's kind of a neat thing. Um, it plays well. It's on PS4. It's on PC. I'm pretty sure it's on Xbox. It has crossplay. I don't know if it has cross PC to console crossplay, but it has crossplay. Um, and yeah, you run around, you find runes and all sorts of shit, and you equip them. There's different rarities of, of runes and stuff like that. So um, if you find one of the same that you have or a different one that's higher level, um, or higher rarity, I guess. Uh, you can switch it or just upgrade the one you have, which is kind of a cool system. It's kind of no bullshit, which I really uh, like. Because when I played Hyperscape, um, it felt clunky and shitty, and I didn't enjoy the flow of the game. And that's really important specifically because there's already battle, ro battle royales out right now that have just nailed flow in the game. Just yeah. It just fucking works. And they they do it really good. So if you can't even come close to that, it's really hard to even humor playing it. This game, I think, it, it flows really well. Um, there is a bit more of like stopping to look at gear than in like normal battle royales. Like you'll you'll just run up and grab fucking ammo and go, or like oh there's a gun, I'm just gonna grab that. But in this, like I'm like looking at the relic going like okay it's a fire one. This 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 boot or these boots over here uh, is that like I don't know I'm like stopping more often, which kind of stresses me out, but. It's also interesting, too, because every character has a jump button, but then if you hold the jump button, you levitate into the air, but you can't go too high. But then there's, I think, I think they're relics or runes. It's one of the two. They're, one of the items gives you, like, like an ult move, gives you, like, a special move, and one of them lets you, like, fly really fucking high into the air, and then you can use that hover move to kind of slowly float around in the air, um, which I think is pretty neat. And, uh, yeah, I've played four matches... And I've won two of them. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, all solos um, so far. I played three matches on PS4. My first match, I was like 39th, rank 39. So I got my ass kicked. I also didn't do the tutorial. So I just like ran up, grabbed a bunch of items. <laughs> and then people attacked me. I'm like, what? And I just died. And then the second match, I played with a squad. And I just died like instantly. But we got to eight, rank 8. So pretty decent. And then my third match, I murdered six people. And I won. I was like, that was cool. And then I downloaded it on PC. And I was like, I wonder if I'll be able to do as good as I did that last time. And then I ended up winning. And I was like, I only got two kills that round. But like, um, as the circle was getting smaller and smaller, I was in like the top five. I was just kind of like letting people fight and shit. And then when I saw the last two guys engage each other, I just like came at him and fucking killed. One guy killed the other guy, but then I killed the other one. So I got the win. So pretty happy with that. Um, and yeah, I would uh, I would recommend Spellbreak to people. Um, if you're kind of whatever about the battle royale genre, I'm not gonna tell you fucking run out. This one's gonna change your mind. This one's gonna bring in. You're gonna love it. Game changer. But if you are playing battle royales and you're pretty set on the ones you're playing, um, or you're kind of getting burnt out on them, I feel like this one is 
traditional, but also offers um, some new ways to think about battle royales. It's not revolutionary, but the casting moves and having AOEs and stuff like that while fighting each other, I think is pretty fun. It feels similar to PvP without the long battles of PvP. Um, you can, I mean, I uh, my first match where I won, I, I had uh, this invisibility uh, move. And I kept like, I had like run behind boxes, just turn it on. And then a guy would come running up looking for me and I'd run behind him and go, boom. And I just nuke him and kill him instantly. <laughs> and he just fucking drop all his items. And then like legit, I did that one at one point. And then I saw a guy come over the hill and I went invisible again, went behind the boxes. And the guy just came walking up like someone put out some tasty treats for a dog. He's like came up to the guy I just murdered, just murdered him. Fresh, still steaming. He fucking walks up. And he just starts looking through the items. And I come walking up behind him again. And I go, boom! And I just fucking killed him instantly. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man! I was like, this almost feels OP. But invisibility is in everything. Like it's not. It's just weird how these guys, are, the guys, just like I heard something. Oh, someone died. Let me go through a shit. Not even thinking like, where'd the other guy go? Where's the victor? Um, exactly. Which is, I'm not even gonna say this. Like this is some kind of like fucking sweet hot tip to give you guys, but. Always approach a fucking situation in a game uh, like that, assuming the guy who killed the guy is probably still around. I don't know. <laughs> it was so fucking weird to see. Um, but yeah. It's uh, like real life. Yeah. Um, also, one thing, though. Here's here's something I got to throw out there. Uh, a lot of the moves actually do, like, um, splash damage to you as well. So I, I've seen so many times when you're looking on the left side uh, of the screen and saying all the people dying, I'll see people who've killed themselves constantly. And I'm like, God damn, just, just fucking dying and shit. I'm like, it's rocket launcher and halo all over again. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty rough, but um, yeah, anyway, I, I plan on playing uh spell break more. Um, probably on PC. I think it plays way better on PC. It's interesting too. On PS4, you have, uh, your spells kind of set up like, um, I don't even remember at this point, but it, it feels like you would expect. But on uh, mouse and keyboard, um, left click is your first set of, sp- of spells. I think Q is the secondary version of that spell. And then right click is your other spell set. And then E is the other one, which is kind of interesting that on the same mouse, you can have two different elements. I don't know. It, it just kind of is, I, I think it's a, a better system than on PS4. I'm sure you can, you know, change the fucking buttons on on your PS4, but or console. But uh, I like the way it plays on PC quite a bit. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, Chevy, uh, let's see. I didn't really play a whole lot this last week. Uh, I played the game of fixing our internet, uh, which has been a off and on thing. Yeah, hopefully for, that's solved. <laughs> yeah, for some reason our ISP thought we. Uh, wanted to cancel our service which was never ever communicated so that was fun someone just kind of created that idea in their head <laughs> i feel like they want to cancel their service um other than that i've been just kind of coming home playing final fantasy 14 um the night the internet went out was supposed to be my raid night so i kind of lost hours of, sounds like a of, horror movie title of raid time huh sounds like a horror movie title the night the internet went out it's pretty horror uh filled so yeah uh <clears throat> it's a millennial fucking horror movie yeah uh, i don't really have a whole lot to report there i've kind of like been leveling my ninja a little bit here and there i was still working on my yokai watch event stuff i think i have two weapons left and then i'm done with that event and other than that hopefully next week when raid night comes around the internet will be on so 
Um, other than that, I played a little bit of EDF with Chris, which I won't go too into, but we got to, was it the 40th map now, I think? We made it to like 1.7% through the game. <laughs> yeah. On your way up. Yeah. Uh, I know Steam says we got about a little over seven hours, so um, I'd say two thirds of that would be playing. You spend a lot of time in menus in that game, so especially when it comes yeah. to like you know setting up your build for the next match and stuff like that. So I thought you're specifically saying Chris does. Mm-mm. Yeah, just in general, the, the lobby does. I thought you were calling them out. Um, you spend a lot of time in the menus. Anyone who is I do, I do familiar with EDF five. We short have very recently been introduced to the wasps. So, oh god, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. I uh, I'm always down to play that. It's mindless fun and really easy to lose track of time. So, oh yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I've been playing. Chris, I'm gonna jump off that uh, into the EDF thing, and particularly, I, I, it is fun. Um, in the Lost in particular, though, the level that we started playing against them, uh, we had cleared all the ones that are like on the buildings. I'm like, these fuckers are big. We're not that bad. And Chevy goes, Oh no, they're in the sky. And I go, What are you talking about? And I look up, and it's just like this like invasion force of giant wasps fly into the sky just like hundreds of them it's just horrifying yes yeah, pretty, pretty unnerving yeah yeah and i chase them around a corner i'm like okay they're all gathered over here i'm gonna get my my because i'm playing the the wing diver so you, you fly around you got big laser shows uh, i'm gonna go around here and i'm gonna throw my like homing missile aoe bomb thing and i come around the corner and they're just all motionless just sitting there collectively around buildings and the ground and stuff like that like what the fuck is happening and i fly a little bit closer and they all just go Ugh. <laughs> they all come alive and they just start swarming it was a horrifying <laughs> like you see those videos of bees like they're defending their nests and they'll all just kind of shimmy in a row mm-hmm. it was like that it was just awful it was just oh it was so gross <laughs> but it was fun <laughs> um i also played 15 or 14 as per usual uh we rated unfortunately the first raid without chevy first two or we cleared first two yes (laughs) we cleared the first raid ramu twice uh only because the wrists drop again which is what one of our raid members toki needed and he didn't get them so we convinced the raid group to stay with us so that he could get them um so now we don't have to run ramu anymore unless you want to do it for alts uh but now we are stuck on conflag over fear fear over and oh, over again it's a mechanic yeah it's called conflict i can't say it now conflagration yeah i feel like you shouldn't be saying that word <laughs> i feel like i'm tired of looking at it <laughs> me too it's a tough mechanic for us yeah i, I but, would argue it's not us at this well, point look because we don't have, don't we don't have full static um and we have to get new people every single week we do this yeah. and so there is an element of like learning to play with the people uh, every week, which mm-hmm. takes some time. And because of the time in which we begin to raid, people start getting tired by the time we start getting us energy. So it makes it really hard to get past that. Cause that's just, a, it's, it's effectively without going into too much detail of that mechanic, it is rapid fire things happening and you have to do yep. all of them perfect or everyone dies. So you have to be in exact positions across the map. Otherwise you blow up everybody else. Yeah. So sounds frustrating. <laughs> Sounds like when I play Fall Guys and it's the sports one with the ball. Uh, yeah. 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 Help me. Help me. Help me. That one. 
I mean, I think how may how may I think it's fun, but um, it is wearing, and we do have a couple people. I'm not gonna name them, but they're name not, them, call them out. They're not as patient. We, so we have a platform. They don't. They uh, destroy yeah. them. They start getting tired and and grumpy about it. So yeah, I get tired and grumpy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. a good raid mentality. <laughs> not in a game. That doesn't yeah. happen very often, but yeah. but I mean, other than that, I mean, it, it's fine. Um, I'm not opposed to being a yeah. grump chump. We are we are consistently getting to that mechanic though, which is nice. So you know that we have everything else down. It's yeah. just kind of fine tuning that last one. We're also seeing enrage more often, which is the end of the fight. So Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of having the DPS to kill the boss before it kills us. It's effectively mm-hmm. whatever enrage is, so Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh I've been spending a lot of time playing Warcraft again lately. World of Warcraft. Okay. I was about to say Warcraft. Um, the original yeah no no not the original that'd be wild uh keith keith finally broke me down and convinced me to play it with him and I, i'm enjoying it um it's definitely more of a, like a nostalgia factor for me at this point of like oh i remember this i remember this the music kicks in I'm like oh i remember spending hours in this music um but they've got an interesting thing going on right now part of the campaign for the the shadowlands coming out um there's a hundred percent experience buff across the entire world right now so i have a level 70 a level almost 90 and a level 109 in the last four days what's the cap now 120 god damn <laughs> it's They're real quick stat squish this expansion though right the keith from what i've heard i haven't looked into it but keith said that they are doing a stat and level squished uh yeah. i think they're dropping the cap back down to 50 again mm-hmm yeah, no, I know. Um, appreciate well, everybody's stats. The only reason I've even heard about it is because Square's going to do the same thing uh, within mm-hmm. the next couple expansions for Final Fantasy because the, the numbers get so big it becomes ridiculous to look at. I mean, you're looking at people who have like 600 million HP in their players. It's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, you're doing like 3 million DPS. It's too hard to keep track of that stuff, and it's just dumb. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because obviously, like, um, I don't know too many MMOs who have that kind of lifespan and who have run into that kind of problem because they didn't have the same kind of growth. Like Final Fantasy XI, for example, still running, but they stopped mm-hmm. releasing content forever ago. So it's not like they've had this exponential math problem that keep happening. Um, right. I mean, maybe EverQuest, but I don't know how big their leaps and bounds were with each expansion. As for, like, I would say starting with World of Warcraft, um, power jumps between expansions are huge and final fantasy 14 follows that trend as well where it has these huge power jumps in between expansions so um it's kind of a mm-hmm. weird hole to dig yourself in math wise mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah. everquest still releases fucking expansions yeah i don't imagine it's very expensive to make anymore though <laughs> but still, it is crazy yeah. somebody's working on that game like it's fucking wild yeah yeah, but I'm I'm enjoying it for what it is at the moment. I'm not super committed into buying the expansion at all at the moment, but I am having fun um, and just kind of exploring stuff that I have you know done before. I am playing as a new race though that I haven't played as before. I'm playing as the Zandalari troll, which what is really fun. Is that? <laughs> they're they're one of the races introduced in uh, the Battle for Azeroth. They're a sect of trolls that kind of live like, I don't know the exact lore. They, they live away from other trolls. They're kind of like more of like Aztec Mayan themed. Hmm. Um, and they can be druids too, but they're dinosaurs when they're druids. It's really fucking cool. So like my flight form's a pterodactyl. Hmm. It's real fun. It's real fun. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm just enjoying it for what it is at the moment. Nothing, you know, super invested, just kind of running around having a good time. Um, I've also been playing some Monster Hunter here and there. Nothing crazy to report there yet. I haven't gotten to Endgame yet. 
Um, but I did play a couple hours of Warframe the other night with my brother, which was actually really fun. Um, and I beat uh, a Kuva Lich, my first Kuva Lich. That's how long it's been since I've really put a lot of time and effort into the games. I beat my first Kuva Lich finally um, and got the special gun off them. So it's fun to mess around with that. But Oh, and seeing all the new Corpus match- ma- maps is really nice, how they've redone all that. Really yeah, I want to nice. check that out. It's it's cra- There's just like completely different and like there's new enemies for the corpus and they all have different looks and they all have different names and there's some crazy ass shit in there like alad v made some sort of amalgamation between a moa and uh those fucking shield robots those ones that fly around you know what i'm talking oh, yeah, about yeah. Mm-hmm. Osprey? they're like welded together i think it's an osprey and then there's some of them that are two moa legs just welded together so there's like this like it kicks at you and then it goes like general grievous over Gets on all fours and just kind of crawls at you real quick. It's terrifying. You, yeah. And he calls them his amalgamations. They're just horrifying. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it's the, fun. The, like the, the amount of stuff they keep adding to that game, and like I just at this point have not caught up at all. And like they just keep adding more and more. And I'm just like, by the time I get back to that game, like it's gonna be a, a different fucking game. There's already a new story thing that I haven't even touched yet. There's a couple of story things that I haven't gotten into yet because I'm trying to keep up with like unlocking the warframes before I move further into the story. Yeah, that but makes some sense. of them take a lot of resources to get to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, but for the people who have been playing so much, they gotta have something to work towards. So, absolutely, reason to spend those resources. Yeah, because yeah, it just becomes sure. something you've you've accumulated. So right. You got yeah, the they're doing out. great work with it. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Are you playing on PC right now? No, PS4. PS4? On, on for Warframe. Yeah, I have I have a PC account that I I hop into once in a while just because of the graphics. But the fact that I have nothing on there compared yeah. to my PS4, where I have a shit ton, is just daunting to think about. Literally the only reason I don't play on PC. Yeah, my brother logged into his PC one too because he finally remembered the passcodes for it, and he has uh. Excalibur Prime on there. I was like, hmm. that's worth a lot of fucking money. Like, a lot of fucking money. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all I've been doing. Nothing else? Anything else? Nothing else. Alright, well, that was a pretty short and easy what we've been playing. Let us know in the comments what have you guys been playing. Uh, what games would you recommend us play? What games would you not recommend us play? Maybe you play something that's fucking off when you're like, just don't touch it. Um... <laughs> I've been hearing Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 is, like, really good. I keep hearing that, too. Yeah. Um, Easy Allies gave, like, a 9. So that's a game I'm looking forward to playing soon. Uh, for anybody who's wondering about this, I, I, I found out it's on console. It is on PC, but it's on the Epic Game Store. Um, because when I went to look for it, I was like, eh, it's not on PC. I looked on Steam. There's, there's no Tony Hawk anything. There's, like, Tony something racer guy and then Tony something Fisher guy. A lot of Tonys on there, but not the one I'm looking for. Um but on Epic Game Store, they have it. So if you are on PC and hoping to play it, it's on there. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up on there or if I'm going to pick it up on PS4. But I do want to pick it up just because, um, uh, well, I, I love the old games. But um, they've added, like, the map creator, which is really interesting. Like, you can, like, just grab parts of, uh, like, your ramps and drag them. And it just shapes them to the way you want. Um, wow. It's got, like, uh, an online versus mode, which is pretty cool. It's got some of the tricks that weren't in uh, Tony Hawk, but were in Tony Hawk 2. They just put them into one. So um, across the board, your your stuff's the same. 
Um, so that is a game I'm looking forward to playing. So if someone's playing that, let me know what you're thinking about that game and other games in the comments below. Uh, so we are a little late on this, but uh, we should talk about it. Uh, the Xbox Series S was officially uh, confirmed after like a month of just straight leaks to the point where every time they leaked something about it, Xbox would tweet like two eyes looking around. So like they were just kind of in on it. Uh, so that thing did not get a proper um, reveal, but it has been officially confirmed. I believe it's going to be like $300. So uh, we're going to watch a video comparing it to the Xbox Series X, uh, talking about price points, talking about size, stuff like that. We're going to have a discussion um, on, uh, you know, which one uh, would be preferable to us. Is this a good move for them? Stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, before we watch that video, do you guys have anything you want to say before we uh, educate ourselves? I'm pretty educated on it, but... I just want to make sure we're on the same page. I'll say I don't know how much more I'm going to get out of this. Obviously, hopefully, I get something um, out of it. But I mean, I pretty much, I pretty much have an opinion already. So um, hopefully, the video can give me something to maybe not necessarily change, but either solidify or maybe go a certain way or something like mm -hmm. that. So. Anything, Chris? I've seen the the new Xbox, and I've seen the price point, but that's about all I know. So saw the boombox. Information would be nice. Yeah. All right, three, two, one, and go. Microsoft has said the Xbox Series S is going to be $299, and the Xbox Series X is going to be $499. So what's the difference besides $200? I'm going to break down what each console has and tell you which one I think I should buy. Tell me which one I should buy. Just tell me. Now, Microsoft has said both of these systems are going to launch November 10th, and they're both named Xbox that's about where the biggest similarities end. They're actually very different, and that surprised me looking back at, let's say, the Xbox One versus the One X. They share, you know, a, a physical quality. One of the bigger than the Apparently other. Apparently, the Series S uh, is the smallest Xbox that's existed. Same thing can be said for the PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of weird for Microsoft. They make huge, huge consoles. consoles yeah. yeah. PlayStation 3 and yeah. Xbox 360, the variant versions of these systems did not feel that terribly different, even if they were, let's say, a little bit bigger or smaller or had some extra features. In this case, the Xbox Series S looks much different than the Xbox Series X. It's much smaller. Microsoft says it's 60% smaller than the X, and the X, frankly, looks huge. I think wow. that's a big plus because, number one, it forces you to remove some of the extraneous things you don't really need, like the optical drive. I know some people love optical drives in consoles, People love optical drives in laptops. I hear from these people whenever we talk about how thin a laptop is, and they write in and they say, but it doesn't have an optical drive. We're not living in that world anymore. Uh, the concept, even for games... Of Luckily, you can buy an external you know, optical game, drive for any PC or laptop, though. So. Yeah. yeah. Box, and the only reason we're not living in that world is because the industry doesn't want us to. But the Series S basically sets itself up as a future streaming game machine, even if that's not going to be what it's all about at launch. Although yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Be a big part that's the stream box. That console generation launch, and you'll probably look for it to be even bigger in the future. But that Series S, no optical drive, relatively small hard drive. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to augment it. Uh, they'll either have a higher capacity version or you can buy external hard drives just like people do for consoles today. And the other really big difference is 
both of these are really built on the same architecture. There's not a huge amount of daylight between them, but they're optimized for different outputs. So the Xbox Series X promises 4K output to go with your 4K TV and 60 frames per second on at least a lot of games, maybe even more on some very competitive multiplayer games. Meanwhile, the Xbox Series S is optimized for maybe the TCL with the Vizio TV you have from a couple years ago. Maybe it's full HD, 1920 by 1080, not full 4K. Uh, so it's going to be pushing games at that lower resolution. Either Which surprisingly is still very common. Um, I mean, the amount of people who don't have... We're in a weird time where 4K still isn't just like the standard. And we're already moving into like 8K. Text moving faster than people can afford. Yeah, no, I agree. A video and even a little tiny Roku stick can can do 4K streaming video, so that's not that challenging. And of course, the other big difference you're going to see between the Series S and the Series X hardware is storage: 512 gigabytes on the Series S and a terabyte. I believe. So you can install mm. Modern Warfare and have room for like one more game on the Series S. Even a couple of months. Mm. Or is that even true anymore? Games, Every time they release an update, it's like a hundred fucking gigs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Frankly, after four or five games, it starts to get a little crowded. You got to start deleting stuff and re-downloading it later if you want to play a game again. Unless um, you're streaming. Generations, I suspect that it's going to be pretty easy to hook up external storage to both versions of this. So Microsoft has announced that one of these versions is going to be $299, the other one's going to be $499. We have some of the specs, but not all, so we can come to some educated conclusions about what the actual differences are, the $200 differences between these two consoles, and they seem to so far boil down to, obviously, price, $299 versus $499. Uh, one of them outputs at 4K for games, the other one is going to have lower output resolution, even though they're built on, on the same architecture and will be able to play the same game. Uh, and of course storage, one of them will have more built-in storage than the other. And as game sizes continue to go up, that's actually going to be important and something people will notice more once you try to get Microsoft Flight Simulator and it says you need 123 gigabytes of free space to download this. And you start juggling around stuff on your hard drive and deleting stuff just so you can fly over your neighborhood in a Cessna. So I know that when we heard about the $299 price for the Series S and the more expensive price for the uh, Series X, uh, a lot of the people in my office uh, got together on Slack and we all thought the S frankly sounded like a pretty good deal. Usually if you're upgrading something and you take the storage from 256 to 512 or from 512 to a terabyte, you bump it up by $100. That's what Apple does when you buy a MacBook, you add a little more storage, $100. All right, I understand that. Uh, you know, and then the output, uh, the additional processing GPU power needed. And Why are they shutting thing through the fucking speaker? It is, no, that's weird. It is a speaker. It's a real, that's a straight fucking speaker. I know they say it's not, but it is. It's like a Tesla. It's a secret mode. You got to fucking turn it on. Or are they going to be looking to say, you know what? It's been kind of a rough year. Maybe I'll just get the 299 version and that's going to look fine on my TV, which frankly it probably will. That's a question that I think a lot of people are going to ask themselves if there are even enough of these consoles for people to go out and buy. Uh, we still don't know what the supply situation is going to look like. And of course, there's another X factor in there, and that is the PlayStation 5. There's already P -factor. two versions of that that we know of. The PP factor, yes. And then in all the old PP factor. That, again, very smartly, if you ask me, <laughs> takes out that optical drive, and I know people love optical drives, but you know we're we're past that era now there, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits now you know me i reviewed high-end computers and laptops and other things for many 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 years now i would be hard pressed to say that i don't want to get the biggest most expensive coolest version of something 
That said, looking at the specs yesterday, I kind of like this 299 Xbox Series X. Uh, we're gonna have to see what PlayStation does with their pricing. I don't think they want to go above where the high-end Series X is. Are they yeah, going to have room books. to play at the lower end? Well, a couple of leaked tweets and a couple of confirming tweets from, from Sony, and then we'll probably know all those answers too. And we'll be back here talking to you about them again. All right. Little tiny Roku stick. Did, uh, what do we think about uh, the prospect of the uh, two consoles coexisting? Um, the different price points, you have $500 and $300. The design, um, what do you think about the way the S looks? Uh, which one do you prefer? Which one do you think has the best value? Uh, bang for its buck. And uh, which one really kind of um, calls to you more than the other one? Well, okay. <laughs> I think that, I mean, it's it's... At launch this time which is a little different but it's pretty typical microsoft to to do this in the long term usually they're just doing it right off the bat which i think is is very smart um i also think price of entry to next gen um specifically stuff like ray tracing and stuff like that at 300 is a steal i mean 500 is i we used to be able to say a steal but nvidia is showing that yeah. they can do it really cheap now um <laughs> so 300 i think is great um it, there's a large amount of people that that's a comfortable price point. They're not being left behind. And if you don't have the 4K TV, um, even at a 1440 resolution, it's still going to make your 1080p look better. So, yeah. like, it is just mm -hmm. a good box to have for that. Um, I'm an optical drive guy. So, uh, regardless of Mr. CNET here and his <laughs> uh, apparent disdain for optical drives. Yeah. Um, we're past that now. Um, I am the type of person who likes. We're living in the future. More options, just period. Give me more ability to do the things I want to do. Not well, less. in in the sense of the well, the Xbox has fucking backwards compatibility as well. But like the the PS5 is going to play PS4 games. Have physical PS4 games over there. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> they will be obsolete if I fucking except for if I want my PS4 hooked up. Um, but you know, with the PS five and we're talking about the Xbox, of course, but, um, I'm going to buy the optical drive one. Yeah. And, and the, more, well, but and that's kind of the whole point is like, like I was trying to bring, it's not like there isn't an audience who, who doesn't give a crap about disc. I know a lot of people who buy their games just purely digital at this yeah. point. Um, I'm not there. I, uh, I do buy a blend of both depending on the circumstance. If it's an online only game, I have no reason to buy a disc Yeah, because I can't play it anyways. Right. But if, right. My ISP decides to shut my internet off without talking to me about it first, and I still want to be able to play a video game. <laughs> Offline games and a disc kind of give me that ability. So, oh, dude, every once in a while, yeah, when the when the if the internet goes out or whatever, I'm like I'm like, what do I do now? I'm like, oh yeah, I still own Blu-rays and I still yeah. own fucking still uh, games that aren't online only and shit. So yeah, um, and not to go like on a tangent for that forever. Um, yeah, that's just a point for me as a consumer. Um, it makes the S less attractive, but the price um, is a good counter to that, I think. $200 off? I have a problem with both, um, and I have a feeling the same problem with PlayStation 5, guarantee it. Um, I think we're in a place right now where even a terabyte is not enough storage uh, to have. I mean, that should be like bare minimum. I have two terabytes on my computer. I have almost a terabyte filled up. I almost have nothing installed. <laughs> like... Yeah, I have eight on my computer and six on my PS4. Yeah, it gets it. Well, it fills up fast. 
Like yeah. games are huge now and they're only going to get bigger. Yep. So I'm kind of disappointed to see that. Um, but obviously to use his words, we can augment them. Dorky. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and externals are a thing, obviously. So, I mean, there's, there's ways around that. I just hate the idea of having to like use up a USB port to use an external hard drive or have to get into the thing to put another hard drive in. Yes. These are, really minimal problems but it's still things i i don't want to have to do well and they're going to sell you those little memory cards yeah they're gonna be able to plug in the back um for the people who don't want to do that stuff for sure yeah um and it makes sense uh and in uh uh <clears throat> i want to make money sort of way um as far as the appearances go they both they're boxes and they both have a grade on them i mean i'm i don't really have a, a strong opinion one way or another they just they look like pcs to me um do you, you don't think one or the other looks better than the other one no they're both squares you don't think that big fucking circle on the side of the thing's annoying no okay because that's the one thing i see everybody bitching about i also don't hate the two-tone on the playstation 5 though so yeah but the two-tone on the playstation 5 is like design I, that's that's just a big fucking fan vent well it's also something that everyone that bitched they, about though so i mean like I don't know. I the visual factor at this point. Um, if I had the ability to customize it, I would choose differently. But I don't. That's the product. So I like. I just. I don't have like a a harder feeling about it. Um, at the end of the day, I just needs to do what I need to do. My biggest problem isn't. It has nothing to do with the Xbox as well. I think it's a great point for people who are trying to get into gaming. Um, especially if you can't afford to put the money into a PC, but I do have a PC. These are completely obsolete in every way for me. Um, I can use an Xbox controller on my PC if I would really prefer the controller. All those games are available to me with the Xbox app on Windows 10. They have not shown me otherwise. So um, I wish I could be excited, but they don't, they're don't. they not giving me a reason to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am happy for the price point of entry for people to get into this gen, especially at $300. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's actually something anybody that knows me knows I'm not going to have an issue convincing myself to buy some new tech. And so, like, I've been saying for a while now I'm ready to buy uh, this in the PS5 day one. Um, And I've still been able to convince myself that I was on the same track with Xbox as I was on PS5. And this has nothing to do with which which one I prefer as, like, a fan. Um, It is becoming more and more apparent that um, these are now... And I know somebody's going to get upset with me, but it's the best way I can put it. These are glorified Roku's, in my opinion, um, because they're going to offer you everything I c- you can do on your PC. Now, if you don't have the powerful PC, buy the Xbox. If you love the Xbox, buy the Xbox. For sure. But if you if your yeah. argument's the controller, you can use the controller anywhere. And if you want to use it on the Xbox, buy it and use it on the Xbox. I'm not telling anybody you're making the wrong decision. I'm just saying for me personally, as a person who owns a, a, a decent PC that can play everything, um, Xbox has put a shitload of value into Game Pass. They just recently uh, did a partnership with EA, doing EA Play. All their games are coming to Game Pass. That's fucking huge. So anybody who's listening right now, like, oh, he's talking shit about Xbox. No, I'm not. Game Pass is fucking a really stupid deal. And I mean stupid in the best way possible. It's fucking ridiculous. It's cheap. You fucking get 
all the Xbox games. You're getting a bunch of EA games now. You're going to be getting the streaming with that, just tacked on, not no no extra fucking mm-hmm. price. I mean, it's it's an insane fucking deal. And Xbox is giving you those options. They're letting you like, hey, hey, if you want to play it on fucking console, you can do it on console. If you want to play it on PC, you can play it on PC. If they were allowed to, it'd be on your PS5 and it'd be on the fucking Switch uh, Plus, whatever the hell's coming it out. It will soon. be on your phone. It, yeah, it will be <laughs> on your phone. Like. Xbox has just really kind of, you know, these these consoles exist as just one of many gateways mm-hmm. that Xbox is wanting you to have to access Game Pass. Game Pass is their future, I think, when it comes to the Xbox brand. Um, and it's not good or bad. I think Game Pass is great. And, I, and I've been saying it for fucking ever. What Google Stadia wanted to do, Xbox will do because they are they've been in the game longer. They're playing it smarter. And they have the infrastructure, and they've been taking their time to get there. Um, and they're implementing it in a way to be comfortable for people who are already at home on Xbox. Makes sense. Google Stage showed up, and we're like, we're Google. Use our streaming shit. I'm not too interested in streaming, and I don't like Google. Uh, it's great. I'll just play my games traditionally. Uh, just We'll give it to you for free. Nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't want it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that aside, it is becoming harder for me to, for me personally, not out of distaste of the console, it is becoming harder for me to justify the idea of buying these, uh, either of them, which sucks. Um, for me, it sucks. Not that the consoles suck. I'm trying to be clear on that because I know people are going to hear the shit. I'm on Twitter all the time. You say anything, people interpret it and get upset. Um, but again, 300 fucking dollars and you're getting next gen. Yep. You're moving into next gen for 300 fucking dollars. That is crazy. And this makes me question how Xbox is going to do in next gen compared to the compared to PlayStation. I don't think they're going to offer a $300 model of the PS5. No, I fully expect the 4 and 500 at this yeah, point. I don't think yeah, I don't think you're getting a $300 PS5. So, that's huge. Unless Sony wants to take the hit, which we'll see, obviously. So. Yeah, but Sony can also decide not to take the hit because they 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 in my opinion, I think most people would agree, in sales, in public reception, I feel like if you care about that kind of thing, they fucking dominated this gen. Mm-hmm. So they get to ride into the next gen lazier if they want to be. Just like if you make a great movie, you get to make whatever the fuck you want next. Um, you make a great game. You get <laughs> like to, the Wii. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get to, yeah, exactly. Or the, the Wii U, and then they stop fucking supporting it and all that shit. Like they just kind of got to ride free for a while. Like, eh, whatever. And then people start bitching, like, oh, fuck, we got to fix this. Um, <laughs> PS5 can do that now. I don't know if they're going to. I'm just saying they can. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Xbox is showing up, though. They got fucking two consoles. They got a fucking powerful-ass console. Um, and then they got the Series S, which is an insane price point. And then you have Game Pass, which is a crazy fucking deal that they're giving you access to. So um, there's a huge demographic here of people who this appeals to. Mm-hmm. Um, just sadly, they're... Um, the, the route they're going with uh, the consoles is starting to alienate me as a consumer, um, but not Game Pass. So they're still going to get my money in some capacity. I just don't know if I'm going to buy the console, yeah. um, which kind of sucks because I love consoles. Like, give me an excuse. I'll fucking buy your console. But these are essentially lesser computers of my computer. And now with fucking NVIDIA coming out, uh, just completely changing everything that we thought we knew about graphics and price points. To a degree I haven't seen in like fucking at least 10 years. It's such a huge jump that we that we have next-gen consoles coming out. And NVIDIA came out and went, next-gen consoles are pretty much obsolete when it comes to tech and power. 
Yeah. It's, so, it's fucking crazy. Not to be confused with, like, uh, the fact that games will still be designed to work yeah, on yeah, console yeah, sure. and PC. Yeah. So PC's always yeah. sitting around waiting to see what console does. Yeah. Because they want the games that are on console. They got to sell on it on PC, everything. Exactly. So, yeah. And so they're making a PC game they're going to put on console. They got to make it fucking work on there as well. So, but uh, the, the fucking 390 or 3090. Um, Even the 3070. Sure. But I'm just saying the 3090, <laughs> the pinnacle of what they showed off for the price point of being like $1,200 or whatever the hell. Yeah. I think it was like 1200 <sighs> $1,200, yeah. It's, like that, yeah. it's crazy powerful. Uh, it literally just made my fucking 20, uh, 2080. Uh, like Oof. It just deval- depreciated my video card instantly. And so yep. I, saw, I was like, holy shit. And it's great. It plays everything. But that came out. I'm like, whoa, they just jumped real far. And the price points are so low that they comfortably jumped far. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, don't want to get on that too much. Just kind of the whole ecosystem right now in gaming is kind of crazy. Um but yeah, 300 price point. Th- th- this is the thing. I'm telling myself, I don't know if I'm going to buy an Xbox. I don't know if I need to. I'm going to be able to play the Xbox games that are going to be really fun on my PC. Yep. Great. But if I was going to buy an Xbox, I am starting to shift now. And I'm the guy who wants to buy the biggest and the best thing. But I kind of am looking at the Series S. It'd be kind of nice to just have like that smaller console uh, that's going to be able to stream all their stuff uh, through xCloud. Um, you know, it's, it's a powerful console. It's more powerful than any of the consoles out right now. Um, you know, if I was going to buy one, I'd probably go for that one. Uh, if I'm going to essentially buy a lesser PC of what I have already, I might as well get the cheaper one because I already have, I already have the fucking Xbox series X plus right now. So, uh, it wouldn't make sense to buy a second one. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of value there, but I also think that you know, for the the people out there who are not into PC, they don't want to buy a PC, they don't want to invest in all the stuff, they don't want to, get the, maybe they're not interested in PC, but they want like the biggest and most powerful uh, thing that can run everything at the you know highest fucking frame rates, all that shit. Xbox Series X is there. It's it's you know it's definitely enticing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, overall, um, I think Xbox is offering up some really good avenues for people to take uh, in any direction they want to go when it comes to playing their games. And I think it's a really smart move. I think they are playing it safe, very safe, this next gen. Uh, They kind of didn't at the beginning of last gen or this current gen we're in because they came out with some big ideas that people weren't ready for. Uh, This time around, they're coming out going like, look, these are just Xbox. They're Xbox. They're called Xbox. These are just an extension of the Xbox that already exists. Just more powerful. The family just grew. Exactly. And now you have a fucking gnarly powerful one, and you got a great next-gen one for a great price. Um, And uh, and it's it's a smart tactic. They're going to sell. They're going to sell really well. I think the the Series X is going to sell way better than the Series X. Um, Especially in holiday time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, if you have, like, kids or whatever, you know, they just want to play video games, you're not going to be like... Let's get little Johnny the Series X. He needs that power. We're just going to go, eh, let's get him the Series S. It's three I mean, bucks. sadly, the price of the Series S is more than some of the TVs. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just I, I, I think it's I, the Series S is really kind of impressive to me, uh, what they're able to do with it. It is the lesser console, but it's still stronger than the consoles we have now. Um, it's also much better than their their like original attempt at this whole idea when they did the Xbox Arcade Edition or whatever. That was complete garbage. Yeah, that was an experiment. They, yeah, but I know people who bought it. 
Sure. I know people who bought them were angry because they don't know how to read. Those were uneducated purchases, obviously. Yeah. I'm just saying in the regards of like the value of what them offering the second console, they've definitely gotten better at that value game. Even with this last gen, the uh, I guess it was the S as well. Um, it was a much better value, like for the for what you were spending in comparison. So this is just taking that to another level, though. Yeah. Um, when it comes to design, I think the Series X. Uh, it looks like a, a, a fucking tower for a PC tower. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a box. Um, I think it looks fine. I don't I, like. I'm not like. Oh my god, it's so cool looking. But I don't mind the look either. Um, I've seen it on side and standing up straight, and I think standing up straight looks way better. Um, on the side, it looks weird. It looks like a fucking cargo fucking freight <laughs> fucking thing. Um, but uh. The Series S, um, I think, looks clean. I think it looks a lot like uh, their current. They all look like the same family of the last the consoles they're on now, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, the Series X definitely is like fucking he hunk, fucking hulking around. Um, but uh, the Series S looks right at home with the other consoles. Um, but uh, but the, yeah, that that circular vent, first off, is fucking gigantic. Um, it's not gonna overheat. <laughs> yeah, it's big. And if you look at the Series X, it's got a big fucking big at the top band, too. Yeah, but I think, it, I think the design looks better though. That like you know impression there. And stuff but they're like designing that. a premium console there. Yeah, and the Series S. My only thing is, if that's just to vent, why not just keep the fucking like you know see at the top where there's vent holes? Mm-hmm. Why not just do that on the side in a circular fashion or make it white? Um, some people aren't gonna care. Some people aren't gonna care about the contrast. I just think it's a big. Okay, so uh, the Note, the new Note, uh, Samsung Note fucking 20 or whatever, um, it's got a big fucking chunk on it of where the camera's at, and it's because they actually put a legitimate, like, seven-lens fucking camera system in there that's Mm -hmm. set up like a periscope to fit out there. They had to have the room to make that, and they just went, fuck it, we're going to own it. We're just going to put that chunk there. And including myself, everyone I've heard talk about it goes, you know, it's it's a big chunk. It's there. It's It's like a shelf, but... It looks kind of cool. Like, they kind of just owned it. And they're like, fuck yeah. Like, this is what you need to have a great camera yeah. on your fucking phone. And so I feel like they tried to do the same thing with the Series S. I don't think they implemented it just as well. Like, it looks like they just went, well, we need the fucking, we need the vent. I think there's a huge missed opportunity there. That, um, And I, this isn't my idea. I saw this online. Someone else came up with this. But they could have t- put a white curved X in there and just made it the Xbox symbol. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It would have looked better. Um. Or like the spherical Xbox symbol that they always have. Yeah, this one. They could just put it. Yeah, right there. Except, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it seems like they did the same thing where they're like, we're just going to own it. Like, we got to have the vent. We can't get rid of it. Okay, we got to have it. So fucking throw it on there. Uh, what do we do? Keep it white or black? Well, let's just throw black on there to make it contrast. You make it pop. You know, like you'll notice it. And I feel like that's probably something similar to what they probably thought when they did it. But um, I do think it is kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe it feels like down to the center or something. I, just, I don't know. Something about it, its position and how big it is. I get it needs to be there, but I think there's better ways they could have done it. But who the fuck am I? I don't make Xboxes. Um, I don't engineer those. Um, but overall, otherwise, I think it's really sleek, really small. Um, I think it looks good vertical. I think it looks better uh, on its side. Uh, I think the opposite of the Xbox Series X. And uh, that price point's awesome. It's awesome. The 512 gigabytes, though. <laughs> Holy shit. Oof. We're... 
in the words of uh, CNET dork, we're past that. The, we're, we're not in those times anymore. Um, you know, if he said that there, I, I would have agreed with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think one terabyte minimum is probably where we should be starting. Um, and then moving up from there, uh, yeah, 512 gigabytes. Um, if you don't play games very often, great. But like... If you play a game. Oh, yeah, if you only play Warzone, you know, half your your fucking storage is used up uh, with that installed. You're buying a game or two a month. That thing's full, like, overnight. But that just oh, yeah. lead, leads to the whole assumption that that is a stream box. Once they get xCloud out and running and perfect sure. and it's running awesome sure. and shit, that thing's going to fucking connect to the internet just fine, play all those fucking games just fine. And as they make xCloud even better and better and better, you're going to be able to play the same shit on that that the Xbox Series X can play. Well, right, because the power becoming irrelevant. Exactly. Yeah. Because that will have enough power to get, you know, to be able to load all the stuff it needs and, you know, connect to the internet. Yep. So um, that's literally, like, that's another reason why in my brain I'm, like, looking at the future of Xbox. I'm like, I don't even know why I personally would even buy that Series X because eventually that Series S is that Series X. I was also thinking about, like, with NVIDIA's giant fucking jump in video cards, these guys are going to all have to come out with pro models in, like, three years probably and uh specifically ps5 uh but then i retroactively go back and i'm like xbox doesn't though yeah because they can just do x cloud cloud based stuff yeah yeah so unless playstation 5 does the same thing which they will they have ps now um but uh but i feel like xbox they'd have to invest a lot more into it but yeah for sure yeah for sure um (laughs) but uh but yeah, I, I think Xbox is just kind of introducing these. It's smart. I think their whole it's safe. It's safe. There's nothing big and fucking flashy and crazy about it. But they're just, they're just releasing fucking two consoles, next gen. Do what they need to do. They're ready for the future, and they got the controllers that just you're used to, and you like the ergonomics of them and stuff. And um, yeah, I think the name of the game uh, this next gen with uh, Xbox uh, as the consoles is play it safe, offer people. Ways to play games. Which is access. Access, yeah, yeah 100%. Now, when it comes to Game Pass, that's where they're, they're getting ambitious. Yeah. So. Chris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> visually, I actually like the S a lot better than, than the X. Okay. Um, the X just looks like a big fridge that I would put. I don't know where I would put it. I, I, I'm thinking of space, uh, personally. I don't have a lot of space left to put things. Um, so the S is more appealing to me because it's more compact. It's okay. easier for me to figure out where I would put it. There's one thing you're forgetting, though. So you look at the top of the Xbox Series X, and it curves mm-hmm. in. That's actually where your mm-hmm. ass goes. So you put oh. it, it's like you like take your it's old fucking computer chair out, and you throw it out, and you bring in the Xbox Series X right there. Boom, you sit on Listen. it. Listen, I know it's I know it's been a while since we've seen each other in person, but I'm gonna need two of those to sit on just to be, you know, support me because I got a lot of ass. They want you, they want that thousand dollars from you. <laughs> Double up on that Series X fucking seat. One for each um, cheek. <laughs> that being said though, it does feel like the S is the console you buy for your kids and the X is the one you buy for mom and dad. Like I want a game, the kids want a game, well they can have the S console, I'm gonna get the big boy X console. If you are even going to buy these consoles. Um, I, I agree with you guys, though. I, I feel like I don't really need to buy one because I have a decent enough PC that I'm just like, okay, well, I have a Game Pass. I don't really need to buy these. Um, and it feels really ass backwards to have the one that has no optical drive have 512 gigabytes on it, and then the one that has optical drive have a terabyte. Like, 
if anything, you would think that the one that would be more geared towards downloads and just online play would have the bigger hard drive to start off with. It's just, it just seems really stupid at face value to me. And if what the guy says, I don't know pricing of, of external hard drives, but if he said it's like a hundred bucks to buy another external hard drive, why would I want to do that if I can have it all in one big system already? No, no, he was know? saying that companies charge a hundred dollars mm. more for their product when they add another uh gotcha like phones gotcha like that, yeah it's just a, well, a, a pricing model for it's business just, it's just still more things i have to buy to play more than a game on a console and that's just not something i'm looking for i want to be able to play at least three games <laughs> without yeah. having to uninstall reinstall make space delete space configure my hard drive redo this go back again oh i can install this oh but there's updates now i can still only install this game but in a year from now when you're just streaming on xcloud you don't even have to do that Especially True. for somebody who doesn't that's, care about owning but games. That's, that's a problem for a year from now, Chris. That's not a problem yeah. for, for now, Chris. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and the the storage thing, I think they need, both need to be one terabyte. Because even if Absolutely. you are putting a physical disk in there, games nowadays install like half the disk's info on your console mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, And mm-hmm. then it's just playing certain things off the disk. Uh, it's very minimal mm-hmm. nowadays. You're essentially just like PCs back in the day putting a disc in to install the game. Um, it literally just goes, yeah, you own it, okay. And yeah. then that's it. Right. It just does that check. Right. Um, but it's funny because we already talked to us a little bit, but like the Xbox 360 arcade that came out, uh, that thing was meant for <laughs> digital downloads. They are like, ah, yeah, you're just going to download all these Xbox Live games anyway. It's fine. Like, uh, you, you, Then it had like no fucking storage. Nothing. It. Nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, so you're going to download like... Um, Castle Crashers or Sudoku, like all these Spice like real Vader. small fucking games. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was not a. I get what they were trying to do. They're try, they were trying to do what they're doing now, but mm-hmm. um, they didn't nail it then. So yeah, I, I know. it just seems like I would want more storage space on the digital one, the one without the, the optical drive, because I'm one of those people who likes, even if there is a streaming service, I still want to download a few games here and there to have them on the system in case the service for internet goes out or their systems crash. You know, I want to be able to still use my console without having to rely upon this perfectly set up internet connection that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, and that's one reason I'll never be like 100% streaming because those instances do happen where like you don't have connection anymore to the servers or what if, uh, for some reason, specifically in the future we're heading into where fucking people are really controlling what's happening on the internet and stuff like that, what if you get banned from a game or something like that? Maybe you cheated, but maybe you uh, didn't, like, um, um, or some some kind of banning happens. Like, you want to be able to still play those games uh, offline. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little conspiratorial here, but, yeah, <laughs> anyway. There's more to it, yeah. but I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. I, I was still don't have access even to things mommy and daddy say no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, owning owning things or at least having them downloaded. For instance, like PT. I have PT on my fucking PS4. I had it on mm. my original PS4. I had to transfer it over to my PS or my my PS5. I don't have one. I wish I did. Uh, my PS4 Pro. Uh, but like the download for that disappeared. It's gone. So yep. I'm glad. Like you know, I just downloaded it and I have it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I'm going off on different things. Any more? 
No, I think the price points are great for people looking to buy, get into the systems in this great generation, like you said. Uh, the hot topic. What what is uh, what's your opinion on that vent on the side of the Series S? I think it looks fine. <laughs> I don't see what the issue is. I really people don't. were fucking angry about it. Well, people get angry about anything these days. Yeah. I think it looks fine. It was a design choice. They owned it. You know, it, the system needs a venting spot. Where where else are you gonna put it? On the top. That is. And there's there's no room on the top. The top. I mean, like the the little tiny top top. It has two tops. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six tops. However, you want to put that thing. You better not be putting that thing face down. <laughs> yeah, what if you, you put it, the USB on the front and the symbol is down and then you just have the plugins just at the top? I'm just going to go and say you're a fucking idiot then. <laughs> or maybe very smart. I don't think so. Maybe those guys who are like, oh, my 360 fucking red ringed. I'm going to, uh, how do I fix this? Oh, I'll wrap it in a blanket and throw it in an oven and bake it. With pennies inside it. Yeah, with pennies inside it. And then it works. And everybody's like, oh, I heard you can do all this crazy shit. And it works. Maybe it's that genius. Maybe he's so fucking crazy. So stupidly crazy that he's a genius. I don't think so. Time will tell. Time will tell. (laughs) Uh, Anything else for anybody? Anybody got any other thoughts? Just curious to see now that we have prices on these, what Sony's response is going to be. Because that, unless they decide to also put all my games on PC is the only console I can see myself buying at this point. Um, once again, I'm not saying that as a knock towards these. I have emphasized the value you're getting with these if you don't already have the PC. Um, even at $500, the price of the, the tech in there, you're getting a deal. So, Yep. yep. Agreed. Let us know in the comments, what do you guys think about the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X? What do you think about those price points? What do you think about those specs? What do you think about the storage? What do you think about the designs? Are you one of those people who hates the vent on the side? Are you like me? You're like, eh, yeah, could have been better, but I, I don't give a fuck that much. Uh, or do you hate it? Do you love it? Uh, what do you think about the Xbox Series X design? We've talked about that before, but maybe you're new here and you're like, oh, I haven't said my opinion yet. I want to hear it. I um, also can't fit my ass on top of that. Somebody can. Yeah. Somebody will. Um, especially now that I've said it, someone's going to go, oh, I'm just going to fucking try it out. Um, and yeah, what do you think about the strategy for uh, Xbox moving forward, having the two consoles coming out at the same time, completely different price points, $300 versus $500. Which one do you think is more appealing to you? Even if you're not going to buy it, which one do you think is the better deal? Uh, which one makes more sense to you? If you are going to buy it, which one are you more excited to buy? Are you going for the big fucking powerful one? Are you going for the next gen console at a great price point? that's going to be able to fucking be, uh, you know, ready for streaming when that becomes a standard. Um, and uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Uh, so we're moving on into another reaction uh, where recently there was the Ubisoft Forward event that happened. It was a live stream. Uh, it happened a couple days ago. And uh, yeah, I don't think any of us watched it. Nope. Barely knew it happened. Unless uh, it Chris was, watched it, it on Twitter. low key. Yeah, I, I only heard people complaining about it. <laughs> Uh, this this year's like the the live stream events of that people hate year. Sony's was good. <laughs> Sony's was great. It was awesome. Um, but yeah. yeah, and Chris, you haven't seen this? Nope. Yeah, and I haven't really followed really any of the announcements because I intended to do this reaction. So I'm kind of going in blind. I know that uh, that Gods and Monsters game got renamed uh, to something Phoenix something, and it's like. Right. 
almost like a, I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, they've changed that. That's going to be in this. Um, and uh, I haven't really heard a whole lot of other things about it. So uh, this will be interesting to go into. Although uh, I'm hoping it's nothing like that. What was the last one we watched? Gamescom. Yeah, that one was fucking rough. <laughs> like really rough. Uh, so hopefully something like that. Luckily, this video is only um, like 45 minutes long. All right, before we hop into this, is there anything you guys want to say? Anything you're excited for? Anything you're hoping to see? I don't even know what to expect, to be honest. So, uh, just dance. <laughs> Splinter Cell, but we're not going to get it. Not because that would have been all over Twitter. So I expect to see their, their mobile game that has Sam in it, though. Yeah, they put him in everything else, uh, but his own game. Um, I'd also like to see uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, but I don't think we're going to see that either. It's everything I want to see from them. I don't think we're going to see. They're going to be like, Rainbow Six is coming to next gen with a free update. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Pretty much all these announcements lately are just like, that game you're playing right now, you're going to be able to play it on next gen. I'm like, that's good. I don't know if we needed a whole video for that. <laughs> we don't make new games anymore. Yeah. We're five seconds together of a concept we have for a game. We're going to talk about it for 45 minutes about how we have heart and hope for our com com company. <laughs> heart and hope for country. This is Ubisoft. There will be a speech somewhere, I'm sure. Probably. I think they addressed some of the uh, sexual harassment that happened. I didn't really follow that too much. But I didn't I either. There's a bunch of people complaining that there was like in you know the, the workplace people who were being dickheads and doing stupid shit and they all got fired so bad people being that, bad yeah so that's good they're they're gone but i'm sure we're gonna hear about it which okay. is fine all right uh chris you ready yes all right three two one and go oh Bam. So the timestamp said. I think this is that Gods and Monsters game. Yeah. There's the burp. Scree! I don't even want 100% honest. This game may be amazing. I don't know. I don't like the art style. I don't like the art style either. I think it looks like a mobile game almost. Like a commercial game. It does. Gods and monsters now. It's kind of sad, like going for like a more like cartoony look. Really, only has like two results. It either ends up looking like super cool and artsy, or it ends up looking like a mobile game. Yeah. So, well, if you're going to be cartoony, like have like some kind of interesting art style to it. Yeah. This looks like it's all realistic looking, but cartoony. Yeah. Nothing's exaggerated really in its shapes. It's just you know super vibrant and everything's very circular. I think the vibrancy is part of the problem with it. Yeah. There's too much crazy neon colors for me. I, I, and I like vibrant things. I really like vibrant things. But so far, it just seems a little, like, weird, like, overly saturated vibrancy. Again, though, like you said, gameplay-wise, it could be awesome. Yeah, so. Right, right. I know I say this a lot, but this looks like it could be Fortnite, like a skin for Fortnite. Is that vibrancy? 
This seems like a game that probably would have came out on like Xbox or Xbox 360. Yeah. So Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's the new name. He spells Phoenix wrong. My name is Scott Phillips, and I'm the game director on what Immortals Phoenix Rising. I hope you enjoyed our reveal video. I'm sure you noticed That's a lot okay. of new things since we first teased the game, including a new name. Extra production time has allowed us to expand our vision and explore new opportunities beyond our initial plan. We felt the name Immortals Phoenix Rising better reflected this new experience. Today, we're incredibly excited to give you the first in-depth look at our world, hero, and gameplay. Let's dive in. I think the world looks good. The game looks better than the fucking video we watched. The game does, the art style fits really well for what these in-game shots are, but like the cinematics just didn't work for me. It's really weird. You'll play as Phoenix, a Greek warrior shipwrecked on a mysterious golden isle. Upon your arrival, you'll meet Hermes, one of the few remaining gods in Olympus. Out of place. Hermes has heard of a prophecy that only you can save the Greek gods and reclaim their realm from Typhon, the deadliest titan in mythology. This entire epic story will be narrated by the titan Prometheus and Zeus, the king of the gods, adding a unique commentary and perspective to this legendary tale. Before embarking on this perilous journey, you'll get to create your own phoenix. All right, so you get to make him. That's cool. And as you progress, you'll find even more opportunities to customize your character by discovering legendary weapons, unique pieces of gear and cosmetics, and earning the gods' blessings and mythical abilities that can turn the tide of battle. I'm getting like Dauntless mixed you'll with God of War vibes. You can get to save yeah. the gods and defeat Typhon once sure. and for all. On your journey to save the gods, you'll grow stronger and achieve new, incredible things like gliding with the wings of Daedalus to jump higher, fight while airborne, and glide freely in the open world. Facing off against dangerous mythical beasts like the giant Cyclopses, flying harpies, and huge multi-armed Hecatonkeries. Harnessing the power of the gods to master a tactical and fast-paced over-the-top combat system, and solving puzzles and challenges scattered throughout the world to help improve your powers. You'll also get to explore an epic, vibrant, and stylized open world filled with secrets, puzzles, and stories rooted in Greek mythology. Once a peaceful home to the gods of Olympus, the Golden Isle is now overrun by creatures of the underworld. To stand a chance against Typhon and his minions, you'll need to explore this mysterious land and become a mythical hero yourself. The world is divided in multiple regions, all ruled by a different god in need of your help. From the lush landscapes of Aphrodite's plains to the mechanical world of Hephaestus' forge, each region is packed with challenging battles, ancient puzzles, and secrets I've been saying a lot lately. Just, like, there's been like four fucking games. You'll have the freedom to explore like this entire them, like, open world as you wish. This is right not doing anything for me. That's not even like negative. Like, I'm not looking at this going like, it looks Finally, bad. I'm just like, looking at like, I don't know if I would play this. Where you'll this. get a look at new gameplay. Yeah, this is kind of where I'm pulling 
eventually too, because I think like the world. I hope you enjoyed what you saw today. We can't wait for you to play Immortals Phoenix Rising. There's a lot more to show before launch, so keep an eye out for further updates. See you all on December 3rd. For some reason, I'm also not really. I'm so excited to play this game. It's a world I just can't wait to explore. Hi, I'm Phil Harrison. We're looking forward to Immortals Phoenix Rising coming to Stadia on December 3rd. We're also excited to announce job, that all Stadia players will get a chance to try Immortals Phoenix Rising with Please a free Stadia. playable demo before launch that is exclusive to Stadia. All you'll need is a Gmail account. With just a single click, you'll be able to add the demo to your Stadia library and instantly join Phoenix on her quest to save the Greek gods. Created specifically for this Stadia demo, Ubisoft have developed an entirely unique island for you to experience. We hope you'll love it. The exclusive Stadia demo of Immortals Phoenix Rising will be playable later this year in all regions where Stadia is accessible. Thank you to Yves Guimau and the entire Ubisoft Quebec studio for your partnership in bringing amazing experiences to Stadia. The use of Zeus and Prometheus as the narrators in Immortals Phoenix Rising led to a unique style of storytelling. Here's Michelle Plourd to tell us more. My name is Michelle Plourd. I'm lead cinematic We're designer on Immortals Phoenix Rising. About the lifestyle. I like it. Mm -hmm. I think the number one thing that I love about my job is amazing. the sense of pride that I get for yep. delivering a scene. Our job is consistent with someone who is actually directing. We get to direct where we're shooting, what lens we're using, what's happening in the scene. Immortals Phoenix Rising, it's a very narrative-driven game, but it's also very lighthearted and stylized and very comedic. And I feel like that's where we get to shine as cinematic designers. See, the art style represents the that, but like they haven't really have shown anything that shows the game's comedic. Because uh, yeah. Zeus is very, very much bored about uh, Prometheus' story, so he so kind of like a trailer that shows off that it's kind and of and they just kind of appear would, in the world. The, the, our style would and make way more the sense. character sees, so yeah. we just kind of crash zooms on them because we were trying to hit comedic timing. <laughs> so there's little moments, comedic timing, kind of like lightheartedness, and part of the game that we we really like to showcase. Oof. Ubisoft really likes to tell stories, and I think that's how you get the players She's to really be engrossed within a world. <laughs> Line. Ubisoft we likes to, to make them feel something. <laughs> tell stories. Even if it's just a laugh or a I think we did our job. Keep an eye out for further oh, updates on Immortals Phoenix Rising bad, yeah. before it launches this December 3rd. I got worried. Now, <laughs> it's time to revisit a dear friend. Like an actual dear friend? I like deers. Most friend, people right? think time is like a river. Oh, oh yeah, this is the not good things. But I have seen the face of time. And I can tell you they are wrong. Inside the hourglass is a marvel no living man has ever seen. Only the dagger can unlock the sands of time. Is this like the Sims? What the fuck is this? Yeah, it looks like some testing interest. I saw my father turn to sand. You cannot defeat this enemy. If they're gonna pick one, this is the good one. Come with me then. But uh I warn you, I move pretty fast. You better Keep up. Very plastic looking. Yeah. Prince, 
And it's an older game, so I get it, but at the same time, like, it does not, did not look great. It's a remake, not a remaster, right? So they're yeah. making it from the ground up. Exactly. So. Yeah, so in that regard, like, it just, it almost seems lazy. I don't imagine yeah. they give a huge budget for you, though. I'm sure has a bigger budget than an indie game, though, and I'm sure an indie developer would make a game look better than that. I brought this to us. I think it's just lazy looking. And good. Don't let go. Back will look him. PS4, PS4, you play. My name is uh, Anu Kol. I'm working in an Ubisoft from past 13 years. Anu is the senior producer of Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake. For me, it's a big dream. It's not a project, it's a dream uh, that is uh, coming true. Original Prince of Persia, you know, people love this game. It has put a mark in everyone's heart. And now what we are going to do is we are going to bring it back because still people have that nostalgic feeling. People want to play that game. We are in an Indian studio. It's so an Ubisoft, Pune and Bombay. We actually love to I mean, work on alpha, this game so because we can show everyone you know, later, what India is. Alpha, it's something which comes directly from our heart. Pretty late in the cycle. So, yeah. you know, the main game which was uh, made back then, the main essence is there. All the characters are there. You have your prince who is very iconic, who was in and this game. Prince. You have the princess, Farah, and let's not like, you have a Bazir who is a main villain in this game. Arr. All the sand creatures, you know. It just, we have gave it a boat, bit more flavorness, bit more enhancement. The voice which we are using for the prince is Yuri, the same voice which was back then. You know, it just put goosebumps on our hands also when we heard him because you know, it's something which, which brings cool back to us to the, the that, that nostalgic mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah. How did you... Some people say time is like a river that flows swift and sure in one direction. 17 years later, but you know, the main good thing is his voice hasn't changed at all. <laughs> I don't know how he do it, but it's the same. Yeah, you sound pretty good. Uh, being able yeah. to work on the Prince of Persia is a huge honor because I think it's a beloved game. We respected the original design. We respected the storyline, we respected the characters, we just enhanced everything in the game, from camera otherwise, to combat, as well as the like visuals. Hearing. Sure, absolutely. And it does look we way better than the original game that came out system, in 2003, which actually for sure. Enhanced it's the just, velocity does of the also. And his abilities to do amazing performance amazing. and amazing moves. We use the latest technology as well as the motion capture to bring realism and to bring logic and sense into the story. We heard the player's desire to play Prince of Persia Sands of Time again. I and we are easy as very fuck. Like if you're in like Las Vegas and that came out, offer you something, you need to like just ignore him and keep moving. He'd be flicking cards. Yeah. We are very, very excited. To are you looking for a good time? Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake releases January 2021 on no. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's time to head over to the virtual city of Neo Arcadia, where an intense no, and fast-paced battle rages on. Show more about this, huh? Still pushing it. Sure, because next year it'll be a different game. Yep. Money. <laughs> 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 I've never felt like that in a VR game before, but I think I like it. 
Um, I think I like it. It wasn't even confident. Yeah, you will. Don't just yell. Yeah. I start streaming more often. I see the yell that we're trying to play. Yep. I'm gonna fucking shoot the guy. I shot the guy. I hit him in the head. He's dead. Oh yeah, this is great. It's funny too because like I follow like a couple people on Twitch now, and none of them like that. Fortunately. Same. Yeah, probably not gigantic. I feel yell. Then I feel yell are fucking huge. Also none of them. Oh, clip that. Also none of them have blue hair. So I would recommend spell break over this game. Just throwing out there. Just throwing out there. I would argue it's the past of Battle Royale. That thing seems pretty fucking behind the other games. They're all popular right now. One big focus for the Hyperscape dev team is to regularly add gameplay content and features, keeping the game new and fresh week after week. Sped up matches. This is them beta testing if people want the game to be different. Like, do you guys like our leveled system? We just want the fucking Look, item. Turbo mode. <laughs> you want to just get in there faster? Five minute matches. Yeah. All right. This next one. Whenever is for everybody plays the fans. only that mode and stops playing the old mode, they're gonna go. Hmm. The whole mm. game's turbo mode now. Marshals. <laughs> It's a heartbeat, a pulse, a distinct vibration. It's a surge, a rush, the raw of a nation. It's nothing you could have predicted, but everything you believed in. It's nothing you expected. The next soccer game. You have achieved. It's nothing you could have trained for. Yet everything you would have wanted. It's bigger than you could have imagined. Yet everything you always needed. Yeah, I saw that. It's everything you achieved. Everything you cared about. It's everything you accomplished. But they keep showing different countries. I don't know. It's no, it's just not. I mean, if it is, it's revealing something they haven't been really advertising prior. It's more than gaming. It's more than just support. It's sheriffs. Oh, it's probably about esports. Go play fucking siege. Probably. Share every moment. Share every action. Share every emotion. Share every struggle. Share every success. Every triumph. Alright, I'm docking points for this part. Your family, your teammates, your people, your country. Share the unforgettable. I'm gonna forget this. 
Rainbow Six, yep. Right now. François Xavier Daniel is part director for Ubisoft. Today we are proud to have more than That's 60 million. That's probably one of the most toxic games someone's ever played in their life. And we can say that we are top tier esport title. It was the right moment to playing. have a new assholes. layer of competition. Yeah. We are working on more so for the last five years when we defined professional that, that commercial had nothing with to do organization with and regional model. Nothing. So the yeah. Six World Cup is like the new layer the of competition of our esports ecosystem. It will be the first time we have a country-based competition for our esports title. In the Rainbow Six World Cup, we'll have 20 teams participating to the main I mean, events. If you're in esports, more this is probably exciting. Country will participate sure, to the I qualifier. don't care about esports, so. For such a special occasion, we are very happy to introduce Tony Parker, our ambassador for the Rainbow Six World Cup. I feel like they're spending a lot of time on too, like very the commercials. Like, fucking, I think could have been today. like a Tony third will be the ambassador of the time to get the same fucking Rainbow Six World idea across. So. I heard. Yes. The yeah. Is the rumor in the streets. But so you are part of five uh, all the minutes process for of words. thinking about the World Cup. Uh, you will meet and uh, some the really players, bad the Rio de Janeiro uh, guy all, very happy. with a phone that looked about being the ambassador of the Rainbow Six World Cup. Thanks for choosing me. Uh, I'm excited to meet all the Who on the other end was watching that on Instagram or whatever? And they're like, all right. Uh, to play for your I'm country. glad to see him. Uh, it's very different than <laughs> yeah, team bro. playing. You know, like when you go to your country and you listen to the national anthem and you have the goosebumps and then, you know, uh, I got the uh, it's, it's a great honor. These guys, they play for organizations that don't play for their country yet. Uh, for them, it will be something completely different. Uh, it will be the first time they will not play with their teammates. They play uh, usually. Uh, what would be your advice? Enjoy yourself because it's a unique experience uh, to play in an international competition. Uh, and then there's all the pressure around it, you know, because when you play for your country, a lot of pride <laughs> comes in, and, and it's going to be a whole new uh, competition. Uh, but I'm sure like flying uh, to the if map. you can feel what I felt, you know, they will love the, the experience and. Uh, and I think in the global scale for Ubisoft and Rainbow Six to take that challenge to do a, a, a is not COVID friendly. Of, I think it can be big, you know, for the future, for the future of the game. Much. I think it's just uh, oh, it is. They just don't give a fuck, you know. And I'm very proud to be <laughs> part of it. An ambassador like NBA champion Tony Parker just adds to the excitement for this massive event. Keep your eyes on all the Rainbow Six Siege social accounts for more updates. Oh, no! I don't even know who that guy is. A new season is starting tonight, so let's see what the team has planned. Hi, I'm Leroy, creative director on Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, we're still going with Siege? Rainbow Six World Cup is going to be exciting. We're bringing the best players from countries all over the world in summer 2021. But for now, let's focus on what is happening in the game Ooh, right now. A couple of years ago, we made the commitment to be live More for at least 10 years. And today, we are already close to it. the halfway Get point crazy. of this symbolic milestone. We are not only maintaining this commitment, but we are doubling down by investing more than ever to make the game grow and evolve. This season will be Siege's biggest one to date. And we're excited to bring a familiar face to the Rainbow Six Operator roster permanently. Sam Fisher, our call sign zero in Siege, That's is bringing his that. combat experience and Sam training Fischer. into the game. You can't be him. We are a huge fan of Sam, and we wanted to are show you how he fits I'm within our universe. Is Ubisoft a fan Check of right? Sam Fisher? Because I haven't fucking noticed. <laughs> Lyra, how's that stuff work on arthritis? The nanobots should help, but you'll pay for it tomorrow. That sounds fair to me. Harry says you're here to whip us into shape. That true? 
Let's find out. Move out, people! Blasphemous are fucking balls. You can do that. Man, this Sam Fisher is not very stealthy. He has arthritis. So he just fucking Little rusty, right? blasts people through the walls. Runs at him, shoots him in the face. set up the facilities you requested. Same time tomorrow? That's the deal. Splendid. Anything else I can do for you, Sam? Yeah. Call me Zero. Available now. The new season is live right now. And we're That's excited cool. to get your feedback on Zero and the rest of features coming out. Before I go, we also wanted to share some more good news for our players. As you know, this year is special, since the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are coming out. Today, we want to announce that we are going to bring you the best Siege experience on console in 2020, with up to 4K and 120 FPS by the end of the year. His enthusiasm got me all, sold. current console players will yeah, all get this update for, uh, for free once they upgrade so. to the next-gen platform of the same family. He's just so freaking As we out, say, he's yelling. We're in this for the long run, fuck. and we have the plans for years to come. Not Thank you. Now it's time for intensity. a sneak peek at another fan favorite making its return. I'm a little bummed out we didn't see actual gameplay though. We got a cartoon. My cartoons are cool, but yeah. Where's the game? What was Sam? I want to see how he plays. Oh yeah, I forgot this is coming. Or it might be out now. Scott Pilgrim? Yes. Yeah, that game was awesome and fucking they just can bring it back out. This is just a re-release. Okay. I'm not okay. adding anything to it, but yeah, it's just a re-release. The best looking game they've shown so far. Game's <laughs> dope. Say do it. Fuck out. <laughs> you think that's impressive? <clears throat> I remember you and Josh played that a lot. Oh, add-ons. Makes sense. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's time to check yeah. in on the dystopian police yeah. state of future London. Music is a huge cultural touchstone, and when you're working on a game that's set in a real place, it's something that you have to focus really hard on to make sure you get it right. Uh, when we asked Londoners who was an artist who would really reflect and, and underscore the themes of Watch Dogs Legion, uh, you know, speaking up for the oppressed and holding those in power accountable, there was one name that came up 
over and over again. This guy went from, you know, freestyling in the London underground music scene to headlining at Glastonbury in less than five years. He's had massive critical and commercial success. He's been on the cover of Time magazine. He's won dozens of awards. Um, and he really has used his voice to speak up and fight for social and political change. Yo, you were so forward, it's your worst easy here, and I'm proud and honored to announce that I am a part of Watchdogs Region. <laughs> you lot are about to have your minds blown. What they have done in terms of recreating London is the most insane, epic, incredible thing I've ever seen. So, so echoey. You guys are about to get an exclusive. Yeah, yeah where is he? White box. And also He's in the Ubisoft room. That's that's where they keep the other artists. Me and my manager got a wicked relationship where the excitement he phoned me with, I hadn't heard since I got booked for Glass though. Cause I was like, yo, bro, there's this game. I'm getting bored of you boys. Flex on them, looking like the old of my boys. Big Mac, I was making all of the noise in the big fur jacket. That's the food for your boy. They rate me, that's so blatant. When it's all the future, I'm that's so raven. Whenever they say my name, I take a payment. Even when I make it rain, I make a statement. Let the rain fall on my enemies. Fall on my enemies. Let the rain fall on my enemies. All of my enemies. Yeah, let the rain fall on my enemies. On all of my enemies. Cool, oh, gets a whole mission, I guess. Our beautiful city has been through the ringer. Now it's fallen into the hands of criminal organizations vying to control whatever's left. It's all gone to shit. Lucky for us, our underground hacker collective DeadSec is here to build a resistance. That was trippy. But where do we start? <laughs> Look around. Hipsters, punks, football fans, construction workers, punks. paramedics, annoying tourists, grandparents. I'm gonna have a, all a gang of nothing but punks and grandparents. Any one That's of them it. Could become your next playable hero. It's all planned. And help Although I do like the city. fact that that nurse just defibrillated that guy's head. That was fucked up. I was like, the creativity they've shown on like, this one hey, her, you're a fucking nurse, so let's use a defibrillator. Hey, you're an old lady, let's fucking hide shit in your purse. Like, he has a yeah, custom it's vehicle to make for a fast exit. And ooh, an anti chase ability. Yeah, I'm, making I'm him definitely going to those pesky chase I, I hope it's fucking good. He can also hack vehicles yeah. to clear the way. Yeah. That's all I got. This honestly is hopefully going to kind of like scratch like the itch that Saints Row can't do anymore for me. It'll yeah. just be like a mm. fun, open world type game, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah Saints yeah. Row is a completely well, different game than it used to be. Eleanor? A hacker could always be useful. Thanks to her viral hacking skill, her hacks propagate, affecting everything in the surrounding area. She also can electrify enemies with her shock hack and can steal access keys without needing to enter an enemy location. That's my thoughts of tripping out. Yeah. Zippity zappity. Double tappity. Epic. Feeling a little more artsy in your approach? Maybe. 
Teresa is a street artist. Her paintball gun gives her a non-lethal way to take out enemies. And so she she's a squid kid? Can disorient them. Pretty much. Oh! Not bad, eh? So how do you convince the people of London to join your team? Talk to them and find out what it takes to prove that your cause is worthy. Tell me what's wrong. I witnessed Albion doing some peak shit. These Clan Kelly guys, they've gone too bloody far. My friend's gone missing. Don't worry. Let's like we'll find them. After you help them, they will join your ranks and become the stars of your story. As you explore London, keep a lookout. Some of the most legendary recruits are not someone you just run into every day. Henry here's got no mobility. So he's not Who's really fit for a mission that requires you to be nimble. <laughs> Damn. Oh, crap. Oh, and Mark, he's a hitman. Seems like the perfect recruit. But if you're approaching a stealth mission, maybe you should keep an eye out for another hitman whose attributes don't include hiccups. No matter who you recruit, you can specialize each individual to complement your playstyle by choosing one of the many unlockable weapons and gadgets like the missile drone, the AR cloak, the spider bot. Yes, I did say spider bot. This is your team. Make it the way you like. The first game, like, you know, I was trying to do something. I took myself very serious. And this one is just like, go with weirdos and it looks great. No one's yeah. here to judge. <laughs> so get out in the streets and assemble your dream team. London is calling. That's cool. October. Hello, everyone. My name is Latif Stoyanadin. I am the live producer on Watch Dogs Legion. On behalf of the entire dev team, I want to send a huge thank you to all the fans for the love and support since our announcement. And today, I'm happy to announce that an old friend is coming back. Who? Sam Fisher. Oh, right <laughs> oh my god, please, please. Unless it's a character from one of the Maybe. I think it. I just want this yeah, I, I heard about this. It's the original guy. Are you yeah. ready for me, London? That's interesting. I, for some reason, thought it'd be the you best asked, for a second. You asked, and the last he's game. back. Older, I don't play the I still think Aiden's years will be a fully playable character in Watch Dogs. I think they should continue that meme in every game. Just add Sam Fisher to it at this point. And that's not all. We're going to open up a whole new chapter in his story as part of our standalone DLC included in our season pass. That's cool to add, like, um... Stay tuned. No, like continuity to the in the story <laughs> to connect them. Everyone has a good reason to join the resistance in Watch Dogs Legion. The fight for freedom begins on October 29th. So literally just add people. Ubisoft Forward will be like, back in yeah. the upcoming months with more of everything you want to know about our developing games. But before we go, here's one more thing. Just dance. <laughs> Out in the woods.
in the next game. Snowboarding, skiing. This looks like, um... Oh god, what's it called? Didn't we yeah. play this in Plus Club? Yes. yes. It, I like, I, unless this is a different game, but this looks like fucking, um... Steep. Steep, yeah. Kind of interesting if they implemented um, stuff that wasn't mountain related or mm -hmm. like snow. Related. It's literally just going to be everything. It's fine. This is, nope. Yeah, but it's literally steep. Yeah. Just called Rise Republic. It has fucking. My name is Charlotte. I work in Ubisoft Annecy and Probably I'm a senior community that. developer. Today I'm very excited to announce our new IP, Riders Republic. Riders Republic is a mass multiplayer game where you enjoy extreme sports outdoors together with your friends and the community. Steve. Our studio is known for its expertise on many multiplayer games. This is and really there steep is a too, huge word trick for So I'm very excited. Riders Republic for me is about just killing it on dream terrain with the sickest extreme sports and doing it with other people. For Riders Republic, you enter into this world with all these people around you, which gives you a ton of possibilities to group up with them, to challenge them, to experiment. You guys are amazing, which is good. Who on different types of terrain. You have forest, you have snow, you have sand, Probably. you have mountains, you have cliffs. It's, it's amazing when you see all these people just flying around you. When I'm saying you're saying steep to I'm saying it like a bad thing. Gates. It's just it's, funny it's, that they're describing this game like they didn't make this already. This game's crazy. Yeah. This game is that next-gen social interaction game with a huge world and uh, a lot of possibilities. It's literally an extreme sports fantasy it's land. Literally, Steve's here. Our objective yeah. was to really depict it's natural cool. places, and uh, like we wanted to go for uh, the biggest, the most impressive fantasy. natural places in the world. So we decided to go to the U.S. national parks. What we did is actually stitching together seven regions in a way that feels natural. But for each of them, we actually used a GPS data so that everything you see stands there for real. And I think it's going to be a great experience. Our philosophy was to be able to welcome different kinds of players, uh, let them enjoy the game the way they want, uh, choose their setting, choose their sport, and let them go uh, where they want to go. We're very excited to be able to reveal it to the world. So now I've got one more thing for you to check out. Enjoy it. Gameplay, all right, they just dropped the trailer. <laughs> My moment of glory awaits. God damn it, how do you work this piece of junk? They don't build them like they used to. <laughs> Welcome to Riders Republic, Adrenaline Junkies. There are no rules here. But what's a republic without a constitution, am I right? Here's a few truths about how we lay it down. We, the Riders, welcome all thrill-seekers to the Republic. Yep. Proponents of madness, get ready for radness. We, the Riders, salute hate that guy's the penis. rationality of irrationality. Oh my lord. We, the Riders, <laughs> say that friends who slay together, stay together. I like the idea of doing, like, that downhill fucking biking. Go crazy, baby. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just neat that they, they put what was only snow sports in there. Oh, it's that dirt. Yeah, which makes sense. 
They have like the the fucking you ride, the Republic squirrel will suits and all sorts of shit too. Which like in Steam, a jetpack, thousand Steve. Go rogue or go home. <laughs> Rough I'll Dino Rush. Very surprised if there's not any assets. We the riders insist that you do you always. Outrace, out trick, outperform. And gain some cred by sharing the magic with the rest of the Republic. We the riders claim the right to bear the best gear. He's close. That guy was going like 500 miles per hour. He's going back in time. Be a road, freestyle, slope style, enduro, or downhill. All right. As you Variety. Grow, the trip gets so slick, and it'll help you drop bigger cliffs. We the riders assure epic events to build your rep. Welcome to X Games. It's time to make some history. Sign with hot sponsors and qualify for big time competitions. Make a name for yourself. We never stop doing things for the first time. Red Bull Rampage, the harshest and most unforgiving canvas for big mountain free riders. Huge! That was out of the trick bag! Oh, no! Trials, just I mean, this looks cool. I'll, I'll probably pick it up. Also, I don't have anything negative to say. It's just funny that they, they've just rebranded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These are the gnarliest jumps I've ever seen in one row. I actually think it is smart that they've just gone bigger with it. That's all I could do. Yeah. Well, and it just encompasses so much variety roads, at that point. Take the trails, mm -hmm. explore the land, Paragliding? climb the peaks, roam the natural world. After the all, bad manners to keep the mountains waiting. It looks like a huge map, so that's cool. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I did. He did. He died. This area looks dangerous, just like a shitload of people fucking flying around everywhere. Yeah. No rules. They were just crashed into shit. They shut this place down. Multiplayer competitive mode there. Control the ramps and stuff by going on them for your team. It's us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the word. And join community challenges like yeah, heavy duty right. mass races. You know giraffe head. Jeffrey got a new job. <laughs> yeah! Reach that finish line first, Ryder. Oh. Damn. That guy's dead. <laughs> Join us, because we are the Republic. It's a fucking cult. 
Rise of the Republic is a cult. It said gravity is a myth. <laughs> Be on the lookout for more and updates all dying on for Riders this Republic in the coming months. Today, you got the first in-depth look at Immortals Phoenix Rising. Caught a glimpse of Prince of Persia, Sansa Time Remake. Got to fight off seven evil exes in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game. And witness the big reveal of Riders Republic. Is that all they showed? Along with like so much more. Okay. I'll say. Like you can expect a while. more reveals well, like and in the next Ubisoft Forward. Be sure to stay tuned for the post show, featuring a walkthrough of Immortals of Phoenix Rising and, and a the cartoon show match. Right. What happened? Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ubisoft Forward post show. Ah, okay, I'm it's over. We can we can stop there. All right. Um. So yeah, saw a lot of stuff there. Um. What do we think? We'll start with Chris. Um, so far, I think this is the best one we've watched so far. I, it was really, I think it was pacing wasn't horrible, but it was, it was actually really well done. Um, it wasn't the best, but it was, it kept going at, at a decent rate. Um, and I was entertained here and there. I mean, I, I laughed. I wasn't just being like, fucking hurry up already. Um, <laughs> but, uh, as far as games that like really like, piqued my interest, it, it, Watch Dogs was really the only thing I was really super interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they should. Oh no! I yeah, you know I play it every day. So I'm super I. stoked about that. I just literally clicked on the video, looked at Hyperscape. I was like, oh yeah, we we watched that. I forgot. <laughs> and then, um, I, I mean, Riders Republic. It, it it's energetic. It's fun. It's flashy looking. It's it's bright and colorful in a good way, not uh, in a weird saturated way. Um, it looks entertaining, but it's probably not something I would be super invest a lot of time into. And the Phoenix game, it just that's such a weird color palette with art design. Mm-hmm. I just it, it felt off in cinematics, but okay in gameplay. It was really it was really weird. But overall, I think I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Fair, Chevy. Um, I also agree. I think the pacing was was fine. Um, there was a couple parts that started to feel kind of slow, but by the time I was getting kind of annoyed with it, um, it was ending. The only part that just annoyed me right off the bat was the music video part. I thought that was completely stupid, but I'm the wrong demo for that, obviously. Um, <laughs> as far as like the rest of it, even if I wasn't like super excited for everything, um, I wasn't bored. I had a good time with it. Um, I wish we would have seen Rainbow Six instead of just heard about like they're doing a world cup thing and then that a cartoon as a reveal for sam fisher instead of actually showing sam fisher even if they just showed the game model just something i don't know it was a weird choice in my opinion but <clears throat> it's outside of my my realm of of interest anyways so um, i'm probably not the right person to be talking about it um i do think it's neat that they are making um the prince of persia game um i do agree like visually it's kind of disappointing but the fact that they are kind of dipping their toes back into that um ip at the very least to maybe just see if people are interested again maybe they can reinvigorate that uh, ubisoft is that kind of company anyways mm-hmm. they will they will reinvent the wheel essentially yeah um i think watchdogs was the highlight as well uh which is funny because as a game series i just did not give a shit about and the more i see on it the more i'm like ah, you guys are you guys have pretty much sold me on this game it just mm-hmm. looks fun 
And I appreciate that the, uh, the focus has not shifted away from just it being fun. I'm, I'm glad they're not trying to sell it as like this serious thing at this point now. Cause I think it'd be giving us mixed signals at that point. Um, and I am looking forward to just hopping into a game and not like that, that can like have a, a serious storyline, but not take itself seriously. Um, and just have all that kind of choice. I don't know. It seems neat, um, intimidating for me, but I think the fun factor can, can push me past that. Uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, the first game, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, I think the one thing that really stands out to me about that, um, cause we kept like comparing to other games, but a lot of those comparisons were free to play games. And that's what the vibe I think is. It comes mm-hmm. off almost like a free to play game. Um, but it's being made by a triple A company. So there's the name. Yeah. What do you think of that name? I don't like it. I think it's forgettable. Immortals, Phoenix Rising. But it, it sounds generic. Well, and then, you know, they're trying to be clever with the Phoenix part, but. Like, uh, people spell shit differently all the time. Well, I did say try. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall, it is a pretty good presentation. I'm not, like, necessarily excited for anything, but I do think it was a, a fun sit down and watch. So. Yeah. Um, I think overall it's pretty decent. We're running to a couple, a lot of these presentations we're watching recently feel like they are doing what they can during the times we are living in right now. So I'm trying not to judge them too much, but, um, it does feel, um, like each one of these I'm watching is almost kind of letting me know things are coming, but it's not showing me enough of those things. Um, so that, uh, has been the bigger disappointment of most of these. I do think the pacing of this was really good. I think it was, you know, pretty smooth. Uh, everything I watched, I was interested in, except for a couple things. Uh, the, the siege world cup thing. I just have no fucking interest in, and maybe it's cause I don't give a fuck about it, but I feel like they spent a lot of time on it. Uh, if it feels a quick blip. I'd be like, whatever. But like we watched that whole thing just to let us know that like a lot of people everywhere, potentially are are excited for this and i'm like that's cool but like that commercial was like (laughs) really dorky and then yeah that just didn't do much for me um immortals phoenix phoenix rising um you know if the gameplay is awesome it's gonna speak for itself but uh from what i see so far i don't think it looks bad i just think it it looks the name's generic i think the game looks kind of generic uh what you're gonna do in the game sounds kind of generic now the only thing i can think of that really kind of like really holds its own i guess is that it's going to be like greek mythology which is cool because like there's a couple games that do greek mythology stuff but like it's not that common so Mm -hmm. anyone trying it out um that's cool i do like even though we got zero fucking examples of it um except for a guy fucking grabbing his gut um i do like the idea that it possibly is going to be an open world um game that's comedic Mm -hmm. uh that's Mm -hmm. something maybe we fucking need right now like all these games come out and they're all like really gritty and realistic and very serious and so maybe this idea of like having uh you know like this open world adventure type game that has a comedic element to it um is something i haven't seen in a while um so that's cool i need to see more on the game but what i saw so far it seems like a game it's not going to be for me but that could change because I thought the same thing when Watch Dogs Legion was first shown off. I thought the same thing when Skull and Bones uh, existed in the capacity that it used to when it was first shown. Um, I looked at that. I was like, eh. And then later I was like, I want to play that. And then I'm like, well, you wanted to play it, but it doesn't exist anymore in that capacity. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, And that's Ubisoft. They could change something up. So uh, they're not opposed to whatever. Um, Has so, two examples of rebranding happened in that show. So Yeah. 
Um, so, but yeah, I'm just, I don't know. There's every time, everything I watched on that just seems like fucking a generic game. So maybe we'll finally get like a, a trailer for it. They'll show some of like the, the more comedic elements or some of the gameplay that seems more interesting. They just showed it. So, but from what I've seen so far, not super excited for it. Um, all the Sam Fisher stuff, I just as an insult to me as a Splinter Cell fan, um, it doesn't really negate you know anything from the presentation. It's just annoying as a fan of Splinter Cell that I'm not getting Splinter Cell. Um, fucking Prince of Persia. I forgot the name of that game. Uh, I'm glad it's coming back. I actually really liked that Prince of Persia um, back in the day. So if they're going to be bringing mm-hmm. it back, that's the good one to be uh, bringing back and remaking. Um and honestly, if it's at a good price point, I'll probably still play it. I do think that the faces look pretty fucking bad, though. Mm. Uh, that's the not Sims enough to make Persia. me not want to play a game. Huh? The Sims of Persia. Yeah, it definitely looks like The Sims. That was kind of a thing, too, all over fucking Twitter. People are like, why is this The Sims? And I'm like, that's a good question. Uh, I, if only they talked like Sim, or if they talked Simlish, that would be fucking worth it then. You know, you know, you know, you know. Want to See, I, I would want to play that game. Um, but uh, it, it looks cool. It looks cool. I think people are being really harsh on it, but I also agree with them. Like, I like it, just looking at this, it looks like Play-Doh. Um, so it's, it's. Uh, I feel like it could look better. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's not, that's not, that's not a criticism in the sense that I'm not going to fucking touch it. So well, it doesn't have to look like, you know, Last of Us or God of War good, you know, either. Yeah, it could just, yeah for sure. But like, just, like a current gen game maybe <laughs> yeah, for sure yeah it looks like uh and it's a remake it looks like an old version that's just been kind of touched up yeah it looks like a remaster yeah. exactly so um they should have called it a remaster i wouldn't be sitting here bitching about it um yep. i spoke okay yeah well, that makes sense even if they did remake it from the ground up uh hyperscape i don't give a fuck about but i get they have to show it the game came out they gotta fucking they gotta try and make it succeed so uh and let people know that some people are hyped for it so um, if people are liking it, they're liking it. I didn't like it, but uh, I get why they had to show it. Um, yeah, Splinter Cell, whatever. Uh, Scott Pilgrim coming out. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very happy about that. Me and Josh have had many conversations about how that just is like doesn't exist anymore, and we can't play it. So um, it's very cool to see that. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion is a game. Every time I see it, I want to play it. So uh, I'm going to play it when it comes out. So I'm excited for it. Uh, they have sold me on it. Uh, this Stormzy dude, he may be great what he does don't i'm not familiar with him um and uh what they showed with him here is great for fans of him um if you're a fan of him and uh, you want to see him in the game that's cool i think it is cool even as a person who doesn't follow him that if people really dig him and he's gonna have his whole own mission in this game that's cool but uh this didn't mean anything for me and uh to have this little like kind of chintzy looking uh music video was like not really anything I was too interested in watching. Um, but the gameplay looks awesome. Very excited for that. Um, and yeah, as a fan of Steep, like I, I even before we played on PlayStation Plus, I'm like, I like Steep. I like Steep. I want people to play Steep. And then it came on PlayStation Plus. I'm like, finally, I got people to play Steep with. Um, that game just had a really cool idea. Um, you know, whatever this is, whether they're abandoning steep and making this now or maybe we'll get a steep two and this which would make no sense because this is just taking everything steep did and adding more 
Um, I like the idea of Riders Republic. I will most likely pick this up um, just because I really, really, really liked uh, the idea of Steep and I liked the variety. And that is a game that I can just start up and just kind of play because there's so much shit to do, um, different ways to play and stuff like that. And this is just only adding even more um, stuff to do. A, a lot of the uh, the dirt bike, uh, not dirt bike, um, uh, mountain biking uh, was very uh, fun looking to me. Um, kind of reminded me of Trials. Kind of reminded me of, um, there's a game, I think it's called like Downhill Racers or something like that. It's on Xbox. I think it just came out on PS4 recently. And it's like indie made, really shitty looking, but it's still fun because you're just bombing down hills, mm-hmm. trying not to crash. And uh, this just looks like a AAA version of that. So um, in that regard. So, um, and yeah, I think that's about everything I got anything to say on overall for the presentation. I think it was done well. Um, Ubisoft's really good about just kind of moving forward, going, fucking keeping a good pace. Um, when they have their people pop in, they just say a couple things and move on. Their transitions are good. I like the multiple boxes zooming in and out thing and moving over. Yeah. Um, it's a cool aesthetic. And uh, the stuff that I felt like was a waste of time was pretty brief, except for the World yeah. Cup thing. That was just really boring as fuck. Um, yeah, but I liked it. Uh, overall, I think I would probably give it a B minus. I was thinking B minus myself. B minus. All right. All thought B minuses. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say on uh, Ubisoft Forward before we move forward? <clears throat> um, no, not necessarily specifically for Ubisoft Forward, but just conferences in general right now. I Obviously, we live in a weird time right now. But uh, I'm getting kind of like weirded out that we got these consoles coming out and this next generation of gaming and, and we're just not seeing it like at all and it's kind of sad so yeah it's weird yeah that's pretty much it for me though especially because they're coming out like soon yeah it it, yeah. it <laughs> they're nothing like where's where's the 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 visuals and stuff for that other only game uh company really doing that is fucking 2k with was that godfall yeah so i don't know yeah godfall's like the only next gen game being shown like in general, yeah, it's the only next gen game. You're buying a PS5 I, and an well, Xbox. Ratchet and Clank for Ratchet and Clank and Godfall. Those are right, the games yeah. coming out. That's it. There's no other games. I've been told Gran Turismo 7 is coming out. I love. Yeah, I mean, we to see more of that. We've seen like little bits here and there, but just like with these these non like, you know, that was Sony showing that off. You know, that stuff off, or, or and uh, I guess including Godfall, Sony was one showing that off as well. I think that was also at Microsoft's, but. Um, all these third-party shows aren't showing shit. Like, I don't get yeah. it. So. They're also letting you know you can upgrade your game to the next uh, gen, which is cool. But, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for the, the new games. Um, so, yeah. Anything else? Let us know in the comments what you guys think of this guy in his suit. How sleazy is he? What do you think he does when he's not in the office? And Would you um, take a card from him? I would not. I would not touch anything he's touched. Uh, what do you think of this Ubisoft forward? What was the highlights of it for you? What were the worst parts of it for you? Do you think overall it was a good presentation? Do you think it could have been better? Are you excited about Phoenix? <laughs> Something? Phoenix Rising. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Are you excited? Like, let me like deep dive. What do you think about that game? Are you excited for it? Are you not excited for it? Do you kind of agree with what us, what we're saying kind of? Um, uh, do, you, do you think there's more to it that we might be missing? Um, are you excited for an open-world comedic game? Does that sound cool to you, or do you want to be something a little more gritty? Um, and, yeah, other games. Have you played Hyperscape? What would you think of that? I, I don't know. And no one talks about it. 
like nobody. We think about Riders Republic. Are you excited for that? Did you play Steep? What did you think of that? And what did you think about everything uh, when it comes to the Ubisoft forward? Uh, let me know in the comments below. It's that time again where we read you guys' comments and we reply to them. If you want your comment to be considered, make sure to type in hashtag STLG on your comment and I will pick that one for sure, like Keith here did. He actually did a hashtag STLG before and then he replied to me with a hashtag STLG. So we're having a conversation with him on the show. Um, and yeah, if you want that one to be shown on the show and uh, replied to, for sure, hashtag STLG. Otherwise, I pick at random. Um, yeah, so uh, this goes back to uh, a couple weeks ago where we reacted to Gamescom, which was a much worse uh, presentation uh-huh. than the one we just watched. Um, and uh, yeah, we reacted to it. We watched a bunch of stuff. We talked about WoW at a certain point. I believe that's what this one is about. Yep, Shadowlands. And uh, yeah, we responded to his original uh, hashtag AskTLG if you want to see us talk about that. Make sure to watch our last taste cast. And he continues the conversation with hashtag AskTLG uh, saying, I guess I should have clarified my comment about the fail safes implemented for Shadowlands. And this is in response to we were. Uh, talking about it's a smart system. I'll, I'll talk for myself mostly, but I was saying it's a smart system that they're going to have fail safes, but I was kind of worried about the confidence of implementing fail safes uh, when it comes to releasing a game. So he's clarifying a bit on, on that. Uh, I guess I should have clarified in my comment about the fail safes implemented for Shadowlands. The fail safes aren't for entire features or systems, those are all staying in the game. There are four houses, kind of like Hogwarts in uh, the SL. Uh, you play through the expansions, leveling zones, and then at the end you choose which covenant you want to join. That sounds kind of cool. Uh, these were originally meant to be permanent decisions, but Blizzard has since changed that to a small penalty for switching them. If players don't like the penalties, then their fail-safe would be to just take the penalty out of the game, not the entire feature. Sorry for the misunderstanding. That's completely fine, and you clarified, and that's cool. It's actually, you know, takes... It makes me roll back my opinion a little bit. Um, but again, also, it's kind of weird to still see them implement a feature and going... We're going we're gonna to punish you if you want to leave this thing. But if you guys don't like that feature, we'll get rid of it. And I can only imagine the community going, let's just say we don't like it and just get rid of it so we don't have to have that penalty. Uh, unless people are actually dedicated enough to the game to just kind of respect that that is a system, uh, which I probably would because I like, I like a game that there are risks to doing things. Um, I don't like a game where you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, I get bored in games like that typically. Um, so... Uh, it sounds like a cool system. I hope they keep it. And I kind of like the idea of joining Covenants. One of four. That's pretty neat. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, really, the only thing I got to say is, is like as a games as a service model, I mean, there's a balance there, obviously, of like making sure you still have some creative freedom, but also keeping the people paying happy. So um, hopefully they do find a good balance with that. Uh, it sounds like they are. Uh, I do. I do think it's pretty... Pretty standard fare for for MMOs to to put in a feature, and if it gets, you know, essentially a bunch of people yelling about it, like "oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this," most of the time they're gonna roll back on it. Um, I I'd be really blown away if they didn't. So I'm glad to hear that they're at the very least being transparent about that and bringing that out there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, uh, that's really all I got on that, to be honest. So, Chris. Uh, yeah, I mean it's nice because. We don't know what the penalties are, how severe they're going to be yet. Um, and so they could be pretty minor, or they could be something that could be really, like, you know, detrimental to your character. 
and just having an option of like okay well we'll just like kind of pull it out and maybe like rework it and then possibly reintroduce that could be the ideal behind that but who knows but it's it's nice to just be able to be like okay we're going to listen to you to a degree but like we said it's it's a matter of how like finicky and panicky they are about pressing that button to remove it real quick i agree uh yeah so thank you keith for your comment thank you for um coming back and clarifying uh what you said so uh you know typing things through text can kind of you know exacerbate the communication aspect as people have probably experienced in texting people or in our discord where people say things and people get upset with each other it happens uh text is uh that's why i'm like such a big advocate of like not the clarification thing although clarification is important but i fucking use emojis like a motherfucker because like i have a dry sense of humor anyway it's already kind of hard like in person for people like is he fucking serious but like it like in text to him like happy face smiley face i'm not i'm not fucking being a dick i swear um so yeah communication good uh, thank you for the comment. Uh, yeah, so our last episode was uh, TasteCast episode 100 and 123, uh, where we reacted to Black Myth Wukong, and we talked about game releases, and we read your comments. Um, and yeah, the Black Myth Wukong, we, we talked about that. Make sure to go back and check out our um, our uh, thoughts on that in the last TasteCast. And yeah, we got a comment from Amelia Cho, that says, I am so excited for this game. I grew up with Journey to the West, read it all the time. The mythology is so fascinating and in-depth. I saw a bunch of reactions to it out of curiosity to others, how others would react. And a lot of the mythology seems to be completely lost on most modern viewers, even among those that know some, like the 72 transformations, they misunderstand the original text, the 72 transformations being a common mistranslation when it actually was 72 abilities, which the video game got right judging by the characters at the bottom of the screen. Transforming was one of those abilities. I like that they're going with an interesting interpretation too, where you seem to seem to be playing as an imposter. This game also marks an important moment in China to make it into the AAA industry and could spark a change based on some of the comments by Fang Ji. This'll be the first in a planned trilogy. Uh, Chevy, thoughts? I, I Actually, I don't think I have anything to really say to that, to be honest. Um, yeah. Are you excited at the idea of uh, Chinese games making it to the West if this does come West? I'm excited for any good game to exist, period. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, as somebody who's fairly familiar with Journey to the West, but not like somebody who's like read it, um, you know, I've just picked up uh, bits and pieces through all the media or mediums out there that have taken inspiration from it. Um, you know, I, I've kind of pieced together, you know, that there's definitely plenty of... Uh, uh, abilities but you know i don't know the specifics of the 72 uh which is quite a bit of abilities um which is interesting although when i did watch the video i did get a sense of the imposter thing without actually knowing that that's the thing uh that's going on there just because the dude you're playing seems kind of uh, uh scraggly i guess and there's a scene in the game later where like some real real big fucking regal monkey guy shows up like he's super important i was like wait, is there two Wukongs or is that guy the real one or that one the fake one? So yeah, a lot of it is lost on me for sure. But at the same time, you can kind of piece it together um, if you're paying attention as well. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting one because um, 
culturally, yeah, like uh, a lot of people aren't going to be familiar with it. So, and it's very famous in other cultures. So, um, it's got to be kind of interesting to uh, to watch people react to it and, and not have possibly the the reaction you may want uh, or expect uh, because they don't have uh, you know the knowledge of that. Um, uh, story in mythology. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the China, uh, make it into AAA industry. Um, it's, you know, that's, that'd be kind of crazy. I mean, this is indie developed apparently, uh, from what I read, uh, but it looks great. Um, I don't know what they're using. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like unreal or something or some engine they made, which would be fucking very impressive. Um, but, uh, I would love to see, uh, Games really from any country that we don't typically get games from. Um, I love the idea of uh, people getting to develop games, but also bringing them up to a level uh, that that we think of as very standard here. Um, so if we start getting AAA Chinese games, um, I think that'd be really cool. And that's a culture that's so different than a lot of other cultures that uh, I think they'd be able to offer games that we're not getting here at all. I mean, this Wukong game looks, you know, and it's in its mythology and fantasy very different than you know what we typically get in uh a lot of western games um if this is a planned trilogy that'd be cool it'd be welcome if the game's awesome it'd be cool to get another two of them to tell like a grand story so that's exciting to me and uh yeah overall uh this is an interesting insight that you uh you gave us with that so chris uh, i'm always Grateful to see any kind of like mythos that based games go closer to what the original mythos would be and not so much the crazy Western stylizations that sometimes that we get with things. Um, but not that there's anything wrong with those, those can be entertaining and, and fun, but it, it's always nice to see like the source material taken more serious every now and then for these types of game styles. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that as well. Um, in, in like Chevy said, any, it doesn't matter where the game comes from, what country or whatever. I don't care as long as trip, more games is great. More AAA games is great. I think even independent games that look indie games like this, that look at this level. It's, I'm just excited for it. It's just great to have more games out there. Yeah. She might be on the same page as me though, on this in the sense of like being excited for China to do that as a country. Mm-hmm. Cause like I'm a dork and like when the, uh, movie Nachnoi Dozer, uh, Nightwatch here mm-hmm. came out from Russia, uh, that was Russia's first ever big budget AAA Hollywood style movie ever. And it came out here and I like it. I like the books. Um, it's not a masterpiece, but for me, it was a big, um, big leap for Russia, uh, to be developing movies of that size. Um, and Russia is a very different culture than us. And so I welcome seeing the movies that they may offer. Um, same thing with China. Like if they start making AAA games, um, that's a whole new set of fucking ideas and games that we just that just don't exist. Um, so that's very exciting for me as well. But yeah, I mean, I welcome games from anywhere as well. Um, like I said, if someone in Turkey starts making AAA games, I mean, cool. I mean, if someone in fucking just anywhere, Brazil, I don't mean, I don't care. Like, uh, but you know, for China to do that, for Russia to do the thing I said. Um, it's exciting. It's cool. But uh, I get what you guys are saying for sure. Um, anything else? Mm-mm. All right. Thank you, Amelia, for that comment. Uh, Wade says, I'm honestly shocked my 188 Instagram followers didn't jettison this channel into the YouTube orbit. Sounds like you don't have very loyal followers. I think 
All 188 of those people should have been instantly on board. They should have heard Wade say that and go, holy fuck, I respect Wade so much. He's like a god king to me that I will do what he says and I will fucking subscribe. That didn't happen. It's very... I was just surprised. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Anything to say, Chris? As a moderately as decent human being. As you are. Hmm. <laughs> Still appreciated. Uh, if you guys want to uh, see what we're talking about, uh, Wade uh, endorsed our channel. It's on the uh, beginning of that tasty cast. And, uh, Slanderer. Very... Huh? Slanderer. Slanderer, yeah. He slandered the fuck out of one of us. Uh, I'll let you guys figure out who that is by watching that video. Um, but uh, it was very much appreciated. Uh, Especially the slander. Yes, the slander is very welcome. <laughs> From Keith, we got another comment saying, Okay, my crush has switched over to Wade. Peace, Josh. All caps. Peace, Josh. I'm single and ready to mingle. I think the only person who can respond to this is Wade. And Josh. Waiting for a response from Wade. He did respond to it, actually. Josh hasn't said shit. He's been quiet. I think he's been really kind of upset by this. I haven't heard from him it's in heartbreaking. days. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. He won't play Guild Wars 2. He won't talk to me. I texted him yesterday. Yeah. He's upset. This uh, is... About me texting him? Yeah. <laughs> Josh is upset about a lot of things right now. Life's hard. Uh, I think he might have made the, the right choice, though. Hop over to Wade. Wade, uh... Wade endorsed the channel. It's very appreciated. So have a crush on him. Everybody have a crush on Wade. Um, and then the last comment we're going to read is uh, from Dino's7473 that says, Just look up Monkey Magic. Best show I used to watch back in the early 80s. Does not matter how deep in a basement someone has been for the past many years. This story has been told a million times. Monkey Magic from the 80s to Monkey King trilogy to dozens of Journey to the West films, TV shows, and even the Forbidden Kingdom with Jackie Chan and Jet Li. As for games, a fuck ton of them. I defo liked 2010's Enslaved Odyssey to the West, which is the game I brought up. It's it's a cool fucking game. Definitely inspired 100% by uh, Journey to the West. Uh, so it's nothing new. But I admit, this game looks the dog's archies. I cannot wait to try it out. I leave you with, this video is fucking wild. If you're watching this, you guys should all check it out. It's from that Monkey Magic show, and it is fucking crazy. But yeah. Uh, any, any thoughts? What's a dog's archies? Chris, what's a dog's archies? I would assume it's that place with the dog's back legs bend backwards like instead of the bee's knees the dog's archies possibly that's a good one that's pro probably it um but yeah i i just like this comment because fucking <laughs> <laughs> because i clicked that link and fucking i here let me i'm gonna send i'm gonna send this to you chris all right ready yep three two one go in the worlds before i forgot four three was a thing final chaos reign <laughs> Heaven sought order, but the phoenix can fly only when its feathers are grown. Anybody watch Monkey Magic? I never saw this before, until the this guy sent this. Formed again and yet again, as endless eons wield I don't think so. I know of it, though, I think. Time and a pure essence I think I know of, of it, heaven, too. The moisture I've never seen of the it. earth, the powers of the sun and the moon, all worked upon a certain rock, old as creation. And it became magically fertile. That first egg was named Thought, 
Tathagata Buddha, the father Buddha, said, with our thoughts, we make the world. Elemental forces caused the egg to hatch. From it then came a stone monkey. The nature of monkey was irrepressible. <laughs> Yeah, I know of this show. I've never seen it though. Yeah, I've never watched it. God, the song. Yeah, lost me on the song, but I mean, it just—it looks like old TV. So. Honestly, I'd probably watch it now. Yeah, I'd probably right? check this out. I remember going and rewatching the original Star Trek, and like, even though like it's very dated, I still mm. appreciated it. So. Oh my god, I love that show still. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> yes. Nice. Oh, god. oh calling in his whip. Damn that face. I still watch old like Wushu movies to this day, like oh, yeah. like Five Element Ninjas and the Five Venoms and things like that. I love those so much. <laughs> yeah, that's some David Blaine shit. <laughs> They're fucking straight up ambitious with this show. I'm gonna say, it's a big idea for what they were able to do. Yeah, it's crazy. Sorry, it honestly makes me appreciate it a lot more. You know I'm getting vibes for all of a sudden? Huh. Goddamn Inuyasha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Rock, 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 rock. I feel like you put this song on like a 10 hour loop and you just would never. There's no <laughs> time where it just fucking loses energy, it just keeps going. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> random camera tricks and stuff is fine. There's a lot of like practical effects and shit yeah. too, which is interesting. A dying art, unfortunately. I guy can't be doing that shit. That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> touching that He's a pig demon. He don't care. Damn. So he's an orc. No. It's a pig deal. Fucking cuddle puddle going. All right. So that's that. Thank you for that's that link. Amazing. Thank you for enlightening me on monkey magic. And uh, that's probably the most entertaining thing we've watched today. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. Um, <laughs> God damn it. I keep opening that up. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's stories told a million times. 100% agree. I actually had somebody comment on this very video. You guys can check it out yourself. Who, uh, Seems to think that there's nothing that's that's inspired by it that's anywhere other than somewhere. I don't it know. It is an interesting contrast of comments. Yeah. They're, yeah. Well, yeah, because he's saying fucking fact, like we're all saying. Another guy was very upset and made up a weird <laughs> scenario that doesn't exist. Um, 
so yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. And then, uh, yeah, I also liked Enslaved Odyssey of the West. That's the part I forgot, the Odyssey of the West part. But that game was really good um, and uh, allowed Ninja Theory to get to the point where they can make um, um, Hellblade, Hellblade, Hellblade yeah. which is fantastic. So they have a really good um, uh, legacy about them. Anything you guys want to add to that, Monkey Magic? Uh, thank you for the enlightenment. Yeah. Chris? I want to go download it right now. Yeah, I'm kind of curious now. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this segment. Uh, thank you, everybody who commented, and thank you, everybody who commented who did not get featured. If you'd like to be featured, make sure to type in hashtag STLG on your comment, and you will most likely be featured. But that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 124. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on uh, Tumblr, not Tumblr, mm-hmm. Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, and TikTok. It, mm. Whatever happens to TikTok, I heard somebody's going to buy it. Microsoft's like, we're not doing it, but somebody else is going to buy it. Oracle. Oracle, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're on we're on all that shit. Link's down below. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, um, we have a Patreon link down below as well if you'd like to support the channel. And, yeah, am I missing anything? Um, if if so, everything's below us. So, My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm there. Not Chris. <laughs> Until the next episode, uh, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.